abducted. I'm in Manitoba. This guy wants to turn me into an animal or something. He's fucking nuts. You gotta please come. Please, 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 please. I don't know where he is, but I'm somewhere. I'm in his weird fucking house. I'm like, I'm like two hours from Winnipeg. I'm so fucking scared. I'm so scared I'm not gonna see you again. I'm sorry, I was such an asshole. I'm so sorry. Episode 75, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where even after the Great Battle of North America, we're still a little sour that Canada came out on top. Well, that went about as well as I expected. (laughs) (laughs) Typical. Uh, What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. Hey. And hey. Who's that handsome fellow? Who's this guy? I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know, but after that last excursion you sent me on, I don't know what life is. Who is he? He has a glorious mustache. He does. Oh. And a really it's... shitty neck beard. <laughs> oh. That's all I can get, man. Leave me alone. It's like somebody who got lazy in the 70s. Just like, just, just gross. Just foliage on his neck. Well, that is John, and he's back from the UK doing Special K with JK? JK. From Jamiroquai. Does that yeah. mean he was just, just kidding? <laughs> no. No. He, Where, he, where's he, my drums? <laughs> he was indeed not kidding at, at uh, moving on. Um, yeah, how have you guys been since last we have con- uh, convened? Uh, not too bad. How you been? I'm doing good. Doing good. good. What have you been f- up to? It's my favorite time of the year. What? Winter Olympics oh. are uh, starting this weekend. So it's your favorite time of every... Two years. Two years. No, every four years. Uh, no, we right? the Olympics so, every two, but it's yeah, but, 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 winter yeah, they alternate. Summer. So it's oh, been okay, four yeah. years since the last Winter Olympics. Oh, but Summer Olympics Which, you just don't care about? Well, I do, I do, but <laughs> but but the summer or the Winter Olympics have something that the Summer Olympics don't have: curling, uh, and that is competitive slippery shuffleboard. <laughs> uh, because, as we all know, curling is the babliest of all the winter sports. Well, it's true. Well, maybe not, maybe it's in the top three. It would medal. It's kind of it like metal. it's kind of uh, it's it's like it's split right down the middle. It's either like really cute girls or like old gray men who do <laughs> it's it. Sure, it's true. There's no there's no in between. It's, well, it's I was one watching or the other. I was watching it today, which is weird because the opening ceremony hasn't even happened yet. The games have started. I find that very odd. The opening ceremonies aren't until Friday. Right? Friday, I think Friday. And they have events happening tonight and tomorrow. Oh, yeah, right? curling oh. already started, which is Figure weird. skating's I think tomorrow. I've been, um, I've been watching figure skating for weeks because my daughter loves it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So, plus, I like it, too. Not to be I'm honest. I'm not going to lie. It's fun I grew, to watch. I grew up watching. My mom always liked it, so I was always a big fan of um, Scott. Was it Scott Hamilton? Is that his name? Did the backflip? Oh, Guy yeah. Guy does a backflip yeah. on ice skates. That's incredible. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, big, I, fan of, big fan of that girl that 
whack the other girl in the leg. Yeah. Yep. She Taylor did whack or somebody Tanya else whack. Tanya Harding? Yeah. Tanya and Nancy Kerrigan. Oh yeah. Okay. I remember that. I got to I got to say something about this. So the new <laughs> the new movie just came out with Margot Robbie. Yes. Playing uh, Tanya Harding. I it's I called I Tanya. And now Tanya Harding is back in the spotlight and she's being hailed as this like like this champion who all after all of this stuff she came out on top. Yeah. I don't There yeah. is there is no doubt that she was involved in whacking, like she didn't physically do it herself, but she had uh, Jeff Kaluli and his other thug boyfriend do mm-hmm. it. Like, mm-hmm. there's no doubt she's maintained her innocence through the years, and for some reason, people are now like they're, they're just forgetting the whole thing. Like she's she was at the the Golden Globes. Yep. And Margot Robbie was up on stage, and and everybody gave her like a round, gave uh, Tanya Harding a round round of applause, and I'm like. This chick still had somebody whacked like this. I don't understand. And but literally, but because literally, but because <laughs> she's maintained her innocence over the years, everybody's just like, yeah, she's probably telling the truth. She's absolutely not. She's totally guilty. I don't understand why people are just yeah. brushing her under the rug. It's we're so gonna stupid. we're gonna take a moment of silence here for uh, O.J. Simpson. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of what it's like. It, yeah. really, it really is. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I thought the same exact thing too. Especially when the I Tanya movie was basically like a comedy. And was it, it really? Sort of. Yeah. Like and they, and they're like they're 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 playing it off as though it wasn't a big deal. Like it was just the, th- ah, this I funny thing was, happened. Uh, I thought it was just her life story. But it's but it's I done it's in a kind very, of funny. No, but it's she, done in the like comedic way. She grew way, up though. poor, and you know everyone hated her. That's hilarious. What? <laughs> no words right now. <laughs> but you're the one that called her her life a comedy. Well, no, no, not Is her life. I said much? the movie was portrayed as like a comedy. I honestly don't know anything about it. <laughs> it was portrayed I, like a comedy. Like Get Out was a comedy. Get Out was. But Get Out was a documentary. But I Tanya like literally had laughs in it and stuff. <laughs> I did it really. I, yeah. I, did you yeah, see? I, it? Like, I didn't see uh, it. No, I no. Even just in the trailers though, like you watch whatever, and it's like her. It's it's a really overblown version, mm. kind of of her, and mm-hmm. it's it's made for yucks. Like yeah. it's it, it really is. Just yucking it up. <laughs> just, just yucking it up. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 So it's just kind of weird. I agree with you. It, it's, it's yeah. A little it's, bit weird. I, she's suddenly like this hero, and she's on TV everywhere, and yeah. I'm just like, she's still she's totally <laughs> guilty. Yeah. But, but she's because gonna write they a never memoir. She's gonna write a memoir if I had someone do it. Yeah. <laughs> um but back to back to yeah, real to real sports like curling like curling um yeah i do love curling i just found out we just found out who was it was it you that told us just this, at super bowl that there's a place around here you can go curling somebody uh, it was said not it, yeah. i but i do know about that yes i want to get into curling that would be it. awesome i guess it makes sense we're very close to canada mm. yeah. we are um we are. Uh, but I, I think that I would, cause those stones are pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. I think I would probably just swing it as hard as I could. And then there's no swinging that stays on the ground, but I would do those it. girls get some extension. I, those, or not, not, not swing it, but I would, <laughs> I would ride it all the way across the ice. That's what yeah. I want to do. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. let it drag me all the way mm-hmm. across the ice. I don't know. Um, curling is weird though. Like, I'm a little bit confused, but I got some, I got some problems with it. Why? There's, there's eight rounds in curling. Mm-hmm. The rounds though are not called rounds. They're called ends. Which doesn't make sense, because if something comes after it, it is not the end. I, I don't think, like that terminology. <laughs> I think they're talking. I think they're talking about like this end to that end. Probably, but yeah. it's still weird. It's it's, not- it, there should be the beginning, the middles, and the end. Well, why don't you create a <laughs> of sport? A game. Well, well, why don't Michael, you create Michael, a sport that becomes historic? Let's, let's just look back at what we just partook in this past Sunday of Super Bowl. What do you call it? The end zone. Well, yeah, because oh. that's the end of the field. 
Yeah. We're going from one end but to you the other but, end. But you don't say they play four ends. Well, I got it. We're going to have Mike invent a new sport tonight, like exactly. curling, but it's going to be called hurling. Drink up, friend. Here we go. <laughs> this guy. I'm in. That was badumch worthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No crickets needed. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, are you done talking about curling? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay. I could go on, but I'm going to choose not to. Please go. Uh, well, let's, let's talk about some other follies in the non-sporting world, such as things that we got wrong last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, uh, a couple things wrong. Uh, Beantown. Yeah, yeah. Beantown is not Chicago, James. Uh, It is Boston. Yeah. And it's a good thing that we don't live near Boston, because I think people might come and hunt you down for that. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know what? You can Because those Boston people are pretty cray. Pretty cray. (laughs) Pretty cray, is it? Pretty cray. (laughs) (laughs) Is it bean in reference to coffee? Uh, coffee beans or Boston baked beans? I don't know. <laughs> I, Why do they call it bean I, town? I really don't know. Now we should probably find out. Was yeah. it, it was it was actually Jen who told us yeah, that yeah. Bean Town is Boston, right? Yeah. It, Any insight on this, Jay? Boston. Uh, you were the Beantown? last person to go to Boston. <laughs> do you know anything about why it's called Bean Town? Beans, beans, <laughs> a magical fruit. The more right. you eat, the well, more you smell where, like Boston. Isn't that what Dunkin' <laughs> Donuts is based out of? Is Boston? Dunkin'. Donkeys. Donkeys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a Boston <laughs> well, thing. While you're looking that up, uh, I was half right about my Peter Weller comment last week about him being a doctor. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'll explain to you why I got it wrong. He played a doctor no, on TV. Peter Weller <laughs> has a PhD in Italian Renaissance art history. Okay, so now, the reason, not no, 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 a doctor. So not, not that kind of doctor. The reason <laughs> that I thought that, though, is, uh, and I went back and re-listened to what I had heard that from, was mm-hmm. when Kevin Smith was thinking about getting him back for the Buckaroo Banzai TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't know that if, if Peter Weller would be interested in playing those kind of roles since he, you know, they were really silly roles when he was because younger. Because he has a PhD. Because maybe he's graduated Italian from the silly roles, you know. Not <laughs> 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 my words. <laughs> but uh, that's, why, that's why I thought, though, because... <laughs> this is so beneath me. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't me that said it. I know, I'm just... Um, I, not everything that I say is making fun of you. It usually, you know, I'm taking it everything so personally. It, it usually is. Usually. Not everything, though. <laughs> Bean Town refers to the regional dish of Boston baked beans. So, yeah. Look at that. Not the magical I, fruit. I, I was the actually, more you eat, the more you toot. Is that where Bush's baked beans is that based into like of? a Bill Cosby sort of... The more you no, you see, kids, the baked beans in the Boston area got the biggest old all over the place, you know? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. Um, the last thing, um, you said that uh, Vito was going to immediately text me when he heard this to say whether it was true or not. Yeah. Yes, Alice Cooper is in Prince of Darkness. Okay. <laughs> he and, did text and did he me immediately. immediately. Text you? Yeah, okay. So, who just you called Vito. you before the show about that? No, I, I I was talking to him, but it, oh yeah, it was right before the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. You got a call. He's like, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it then. That's it. All right. Cool. Well, uh, this week we decided that uh, I th- I think I actually mentioned the. The, the the great white north earlier. I think you when did. I was mentioning how our, our proximity to it, we're mm-hmm. very close to Canada. We are. In fact, we can go right down to Detroit. Go it, down to Canada. Eh? Go down to go straight down to Canada. And <laughs> Kennedy? <laughs> Kennedy. Go I don't down know to why Kennedy. I said Kennedy. <laughs> you can wave to them, wave to them right across the the river. The river over there. 
You know, they used to have uh, things back in the day, my dad was telling me, where they would have um, swimming races across the Detroit River. That, that doesn't seem safe. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> well, this by, is back get, in the day. Get hit by the, a ship. They would, they, would block <laughs> the, they would block the river off. I guess the... Uh, the, the That's the, no funny. It's got to be like Frogger. <laughs> Does the Detroit <laughs> River... swim across the Detroit River just dodging. Was it you that went tubing in the Detroit River? I have not. Who who did that recently? Were people just like that well, was that they, was in the Saint Clair River, Saint Clair here on there, the big draft off. Yeah, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, Doesn't that let out? That. Does that let out into the Detroit into, River into at Lake Saint Clair? Oh, okay. Saint Clair goes from Huron to Clare and then Detroit. River is that the one where you were telling us where people just get completely blasted and almost drown every uh, year? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was yeah. though. There was a rafting thing though where they go under the Blue Water Bridge. Is that what you're talking about? I think that so, is yeah. that. Yeah, that is that. So it is right there on the Detroit River. A couple years. Two years okay. ago, they had strong blue winds that bridges. came through, and they blew all the the wind oh, no. blew all the people around, along the Canada side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And quite a few of them got arrested because they're there without passports. <laughs> there without. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I was talking that's about. That's the story. Oh, that yeah, I was that's about. up when we're Lake Huron meets Lake Erie. So that's oh, okay. blue water bridge is uh, way way north. I don't so even know so where the, we live. The, de- the Detroit River doesn't have a terribly strong current. Then I'm assuming. No, it does. It, 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 oh yeah. So what they do though is they have the starting line and the finish line are like. Miles. Oh, so, so you apart. swim on a you, huge no, diagonal. No, you swim straight across, and the current takes you down. Well, so you're essentially swimming on a diagonal, though. You swim the straight, line. but you yeah, get pulled yeah. down so, downstream. It's an so my dad was illusion. That's how it is when I drive home after a big binge <laughs> night at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> He's going straight. But no, my, so what, what happened was with the, this whole story is my uncle tried to go straight for the finish line, and uh-huh. he ended up going. He blew way past it because mm. he swam at the angle instead of swimming straight across. Oh. So yep. that'd be terrifying to swim in the Detroit River. I've kayaked on the Detroit River. Yeah, it's terrifying. Is it? Yeah. It, is, it, it is. It is. It. it, it oh. They still do the hydro seven miles an hour. So like seven miles an hour or something like that. Sure, and that sounds but, about but right. That, but, it's, but that doesn't sound strong. like a lot. But that's a that's a. Oh, when you're, when yeah. you're in it, yeah, it's it's well, terrifying. When I was when I was kayaking, I was fishing, and it's funny. You like, but but between putting your paddle in your boat, getting your pole ready, and taking your first cast, mm-hmm. you've moved like twenty feet. Right. And like by the time you get one cast reeled back in, you're nowhere near where you started. You're and in the Atlantic to, Ocean. And yeah, practically. <laughs> like and putting an anchor down does nothing because it just drags. Really? Like yeah, it's it's terrifying. You might out snag there. a dead body or two down you, there. You, you <laughs> might. You might. A couple cars. <laughs> my my, uh, my uncle was out in the Detroit River on a boat doing some fishing, and he's pulling, pulling, and this, he thought he had a big fish. Nothing's coming, and finally he gives it one big tug, and it finally comes loose. And a shoe came up on his line <laughs> to, the, to the surface. Was there a foot in it? There was not, but it might have been on a foot at the bottom. Uh, we're uh, we're getting a little off topic, but well, I would love to drain the Detroit River. Oh my God! Just to see what's down there throughout, like uh, prohibition and all that stuff. Like just throughout oh, yeah. all the years of history in this Lots area. Of cars. They should do that. Oh my! Did actually? Do they ever could? I mean, actually, they do it in uh, some areas, but actually, Fred from uh, from the church that you work at, yeah. uh, he was he was telling me stories. Not only, yeah, rest in peace, Fred. Him and Mary were telling me stories about back in the pro- prohibition days mm-hmm. about uh, the people, like the operations they had set up back yeah. and forth. To, oh yeah! And oh yeah! To, some of that stuff is crazy. It's awesome. Yep. But uh, anyway, let's get back on topic here, huh? Speaking of drinking and prohibition. <laughs> Speaking of which, we uh, we are drinking beers tonight, and they're from no. Can- and they're from the great land of Canada. I love that that song "Canada" by Toto. It's great. <laughs> uh, bless the beers down in Canada. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, well, I guess it'd be up in Canada, wouldn't it? Uh, I'm getting like so. I'm getting so <laughs> my, flustered. My Toto, here. my Toto joke just threw you way out of whack. So this week we're talking about movies that were well, 
we were going to do Canadian horror. Well, yeah, it is. It well, still is. It is. It is. One of the movies takes place in Canada, no, but they was both, shot in they, the States. Yeah, they both take place in Canada. Right. It's, they're, they're movies about Canada. Well, so it's not technically Canadian horror. Eh. Eh. How is it not? Just because it wasn't made there. They both had Canadian film credits. That movie, so. Nightmare on Elm Street, was shot by fun-loving people, so it's not really a horror killer yeah, game. exactly. <laughs> Jay, knows, Jay knows what I'm talking about. Okay, whatever. It's Canadian horror. So this week we're talking about two Canadian horror films. Mm-hmm. One by Kevin Smith, called Tusk. Yes, sir. And the other uh, is called Pontypool. Oh, yes. Which is a very cool and interesting movie. Which I'm excited to talk about, mm-hmm. but uh, and and in the spirit of things, we uh, we we decided to switch out our our utility beer this week with some of Canada's finest. Well, uh, a returning a returning star, actually. A re- we drank. Uh, did we, we drink we Moosehead drank, one time? We drank Moosehead for something because uh, they drank it in a, in the movie, I believe. Oh, I see. I forget what it was though. Well, the Moose is loose, boys. <laughs> uh, From Canada's oldest independent brewery, brewed and bottled by Moosehead Breweries in Saint John. Uh, see they, New Brunswick. See, is it New Brunswick? NB Canada, Canada. Eh? And we do apologize. We're probably gonna slip in and out of can, like terrible Canadian <laughs> accents tonight. We mean no offense to any of our Canadian listeners. Uh, and, mostly just Kyle laugh. He's probably our only Canadian listener. <laughs> <laughs> and because I'm terrible at accents, if I slide in and out of like really bad European accents on accident, uh, I apologize for that too. <laughs> we do it out of respect. I actually, I love Canada. Used mm-hmm. to go there all the time yep. because it's fun to go and drink when you're only 19 years old. Canada had my favorite bar ever. It was called Aardvarks. Aardvarks. It was a little jazz bar uh, in Windsor. And you would go downstairs. It was one of those bars where the entrance was like down the stairs in the uh-huh. front, you know. And they had their own brew there. It was the first time I'd ever had. I guess essentially was like home brew, and this and this place sold their own. And oh my god, it was so good. I've uh, played a few shows in Toronto. That was interesting. Going to a mall and handing out flyers to people that you know, just to me looked like they would speak English and they spoke French. What band did you play shows with? That was. Uh, played, uh, I was like eighteen. What band? It was called Sinclair. We were out of Grand Rapids. I played. Did you live in Grand Rapids at one time? <laughs> no, I drove out there every weekend. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm I'm stalling because I'm looking up the actual uh, thing Synopsis. for our other beer here. So uh, the other beer we're drinking is actually made here in Michigan. It is Go in fig- Grand Rapids. <laughs> Go figure. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, it's from Founders, and it's called uh, CBS. That stands for uh, Canadian Breakfast Stout. Canadian Breakfast Stout. Yeah. Hey. So uh, I've uh, I bought this bottle. When did we figure out like four months ago, three months ago, four months ago, something like that. I think so. Yeah. That's and, when uh, they released. Yeah. This is probably the most expensive bottle of beer that we've had on the show thus far, at least for what it's worth. Is it really? Uh, mm-hmm. I paid twenty five dollars for the bottle. It's a it's a bomber. Uh, Seven hundred fifty milligrams. So it's a wine bottle. It's a wine milligrams bottle. or, or milliliters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this bottle, though, because it's in such a limited release, mm-hmm. most places only get maybe half a case to sell tops and um when this in the spring of the in the sprig that's not even that's in the spring in in the spring of this (laughs) sure we're gonna go with it um (laughs) the the people that can't get it though they go to ebay and that this bottle was selling anywhere between 100 and 150 dollars a bottle yeah how much how much is it for the bottle if you can find it for retail 25 Uh, 25 25 to 30 depending on where you go now 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 cost has come down i checked today to see what they're selling for now. Now you can get one for about 40, 50 bucks. Well, people go but. crazy for this one and for KBS yep. from Founders. I don't get it, but well, I've never I've, I've never tried this. KBS is good, yeah, but KBS it's not is like good, but people camp out for like 
days to get yep. KBS. Yeah, I don't get it. That's yeah. ridiculous. I don't know. I could have got a bottle of it two weeks ago <laughs> at a store. What, KBS? Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, this is CBS 2017 ABV 11.7%. Uh, CBS, should I do this in a Canadian accent? Probably. Okay. Uh, CBS was born when he stumbled, is that more like a... Why are you looking at me? I just, I just slipped into like a Minnesota accent. <laughs> it works. Uh, hold on, I gotta get, how to, uh, uh, help me out. Hey, you know, like... Hey. <laughs> I'm really sorry about uh, uh, sorry, sorry about sorry about this sorry about that <laughs> uh, CBS was born when we stumbled upon some bourbon barrels that I'm just doing it in my normal voice some bourbon barrels that had previously housed maple syrup we opted to put the same base beer as KBS an imperialized version of breakfast stout in the maple barrels and after one taste we knew we had something special rich maple syrup Roasted coffee and velvety chocolate meld together in what can only be described as a transcendental drinking experience. This is like, that's that's some hype. A transcendental. It's it's let, let, drinking experience. This better be good. Let's, it's let's fantastic. make no mistakes about it. It's hipster shit. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> make no mistakes about it. Well, you have now, to you have to be a hipster to to say that a a beer is transcendental. Yeah. They actually now, do have Jay, a beer called Hipster Breakfast, by the way. Oh, do they? Oh, do they? Founders they? <laughs> not Founders. So, oh. because uh, because Jay here uh, cannot have chocolate, does not partake in the chocolatey goodness, uh, we got him the next best thing. Uh, a nice, uh, a couple of nice 24 fluid ounces. Two oh, for three dollars. Two for three dollars, eh? <laughs> uh, uh, the, the good stuff. Molson Ice. <laughs> oh. Premium iced beer. Oh. So, gents, do we want to fill our glasses here, or we want to go a little bit? And before, and before <laughs> anybody, anybody later for the, the I think, next, I think it's still UP. I think it's the no. UP accent. I mean, I got a few friends from Canada, but I don't talk to them very much. Canada, Canada. And before anybody, uh, anybody says that we're we're giving Jay the shaft, he picked the Molson Ice. I, yes, I was I was contacted on my way here. And said, are you on your way? And I said, yes. And they said, are you planning on stopping? I said, I will if I have to. <clears throat> and uh, mm, I asked Jay what his, what his selection would be. And he said, <clears throat> the Molson and the green bottle. <laughs> That's Molson Triple X. No, Molson Triple X is in a black bottle. Sir, well, I remember their 40s had the green glass bottles for Molson Ice. You know, you know, going back in the day, 21 years old, that 40 of the skunk beer was that was <laughs> the stuff. Man. That was the go-to. That or Schlitz yep. Bull Ice. That's a oh, life changer. Schlitz. That's, um, I had a 40 of that at your guys' old apartment. I wanted to die the next Schlitz day. Schlitz Bull Ice. Schlitz Bull Ice. Thank oh you, God. Andrew Costa. King, King Cobra, my friends. Oh, oh, Taurus gosh. the King. <laughs> Mike, do do oh. tell what Taurus the King is, please, oh, very you, quickly. You crack a 40 of King Cobra, you drink about a quarter of it, and then you uh, pour an entire Red Bull into the top of the 40. <laughs> it is delicious. <laughs> it was Dude, death. Energy drinks mixed with beer. Actually, are super good. That's probably why Four Loco started doing what they do. All right, guys. All right. Cheers. Cheers, Gents. fellas. Cheers, boys. Hey. Oh, just like I remember. Wow. How's that Molson? Oh, just like I remember. Is it good? <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Just skunky and delicious, right? Mm. Indeed. Too I mean, bad. I mean, it's good. There's no doubt that it's really good. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm taking a bite of a liquid chocolate chip pancake with syrup on it. Eh, yeah, sure. 
you can good. definitely it's... you can definitely taste the uh, maple syrup though. Well, you get you like I first get the hit of the chocolate the and then chocolate. finish with yep. maple syrup. Yep, and the coffee on the back end. Mm. It's, just... it's it's exactly how you would eat your breakfast. You take you take a bite of the chocolate pancake, chip pancake. with the, yep. the syrup, and then you take a sip of coffee afterwards. I, I looked it up just to double check <clears> because you mentioned the chocolate and yeah. chocolate does not necessarily mean dairy or milk. You know, dark chocolate. A lot of it is naturally just just. Dark. Cocoa, you know. Right. Um, so I looked up Founders Page and it says all of their ingredients and processes for the beers they distribute are vegan friendly, except except for two exceptions: the breakfast stout and the KBS. Oh, so KBS has chocolate. In it. Oh, I guess yeah. it's the same base. Well, they, beer. well yeah, it's the same base. <clears> beer. See, I always oh. figured that if it was just cocoa, so, yeah, though, they would say cocoa, mm. not chocolate. See, to me, chocolate is. It's through that process. Yeah, the process. Whereas well, Jay, cocoa wanna, would yeah. be the... You want yeah. a little taste? I cannot. No, he can't. He said with two exceptions. It's the oh, KBS and the CBS. and this is a... No, he said there was something else in breakfast there. Breakfast out, which is what this is. Which is... Which is yeah, this... So, they, well, they have breakfast out, KBS, and CBS. No. So, yeah. They have... Well, they, yes, but the, the... Any of their beers that contain chocolate, they use a milk-based chocolate. Yeah. See, gotcha. We're getting ahead of ourselves here, or behind ourselves. Moving on. I'll get behind you. And then I'll get behind him. If I could get behind myself, and then the I would never leave the house. The human centipede. <laughs> I'm just going to film it. I quit. The human friendipede. All right. Uh, this, let's get back on the rails here. Let's get into the bleed feed. I have no idea if that's going to sound like coming into it, but we're keeping it. Whatever it is. Yeah, boy. All righty, guys. What do you guys. got for us, Michael? We got a little bit of news. Another, another slightly slow week, but um, I'm going to bring us down for a moment because we got a couple deaths. Oh, no. A couple deaths. Uh, first off, uh, rest in peace to character actor Mickey Jones. Mickey Jones. Mickey Jones. I know mm-hmm. that uh, I talked to you about this before we started. Uh, you said that you were familiar with him. He's got one of those faces that... I, I know clearly I know who the guy is you've seen him everywhere could I honestly tell you which movies I've seen him in probably not like mm-hmm. he's one of those character actors that shows up in everything and I'll use everything as a broad term mm-hmm. um, however you knew him from uh, Home Improvement Home Improvement and, yeah. and Sons of Anarchy I think he was in Sons of Anarchy as well I don't know that if he was I, or he, not he but. wasn't he wasn't uh, like one of the uh, uh, shit uh, Sam Crow. I don't mm-hmm. think he was, or he wasn't like Sam Crow, the the main group. He was, or he was like one of the uh, affiliated chapters. Affiliated chapters. Thank you, John. Okay. I've never watched an episode of that. So. Why do you keep he, looking at me? <laughs> because, because you, I can I look at you? I mean, you can. All right, I'm gonna just, I'll, just, I'll look over here for the rest of the night. Just watch me stroke um, my beard. Wait, I need no, he actually, he actually had one of my favorite segments uh, in Home Improvement uh, ever, and it was, it was a, in this episode they were teaching. Uh, they were teaching Tim and uh, Al. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Al Borland. Al Borland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were teaching Tim and Al how to cook. Yeah. On on the work site. Oh. And they, okay. And they showed them how to like. Uh, uh, they would put steak on skewers and put it on like a hot engine or something like that. And okay, okay. I, and I, I feel th- as though I remember it. Like yeah. I would never have gone to that, but I feel like I remember. The, it. I always thought that that segment was really cool, and he was in that segment. Okay. I <clears throat> see so the only the only home improvement cooking one I ever remember was when Al took over a cooking show, mm-hmm. and Tim was the sidekick. 
It didn't work out too well. <laughs> but I didn't know he was in Home Improvement. So. What a great show, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so he uh, he passed away at the age of 76. The only thing they're saying is that it was a lengthy illness. Um, so no idea what that means. But uh, I didn't realize he was that old, I guess. Yeah. Uh, also, rest in peace to Elf Humphreys. Uh, you would know him from a little movie called My Bloody Valentine. Uh, okay. He played Howard. Oh. And Howard, he was the, the more comedic uh, relief yeah. type character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, he passed away, unfortunately, this past week of brain cancer. Oh, man. Um, and, and he was one of those guys that uh, he was on the circuit a lot. He was on the, um, the convention circuit a lot. Oh, okay. And uh, I guess people had noticed for a while he wasn't doing good. I think a lot of people thought that he had uh, maybe beginning of uh, Alzheimer's or mm. something like that. But okay, it turned so it out makes to be, sense of brain cancer. turned out to be with, a yeah. brain cancer kind yeah. of thing, and he, uh, and he passed this last week. So Jesus rest in sucks. peace to... Those guys, um, you know, with Valentine's Day coming up right around the corner, yeah. I think uh, I'm going to watch My Bloody Valentine. So we'll have Valentine to watch uh, My Bloody Valentine in honor. Will do. Of Alf Humphreys. All right. Uh, so we got some other news this week. Uh, I keep talking about it because I'm still excited about it and I'm <coughs> going to continue. Venom is coming out soon. And we got <laughs> we got a little teaser poster for it and it could not have made me happier. You know the very iconic Venom eyes, like the, the white uh, things with the, the long tails on top? It's the poster is literally just that, and the logo they used is the old '90s comic book logo. Oh, nice! Yeah, which just makes me so incredibly happy because <laughs> I and to know that this movie is based off the Lethal, Lethal Enforcer series of that comic mm-hmm. just makes me even more happy. Do you know who's so, directing that movie? I really don't. Oh, okay. No clue. Well, but they they do Hardy, have the IMDb up, and I was just going to say they did confirm Tom Hardy is in the movie at some length. So, or not Tom Hardy, Tom Holland. Oh, uh, oh I was going to say, Tom, Tom Hardy's the lead. <laughs> <laughs> Too many Toms, but yeah, yeah Tom Holland is uh, credited already on I- yes. IMDb for it. So. Well, the workaround, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago on the show. Uh, Last the, time I was here. The workaround is that is that Spider-Man is not in the movie. But Peter Parker but is. But Peter Parker is. <laughs> that was kind of their, their workaround. Peter oh, Parker. Really? Yeah. Pickle, yeah. Pickle, so, pickle peppers. Uh, so I was literally just awesome. thinking that. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's uh, Ruben Fleischer, by the way, who's directing it. Oh, okay. The guy who did... Uh, he won uh, Zombie- American Idol, Zombieland. <laughs> Not Ruben Stuttered. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, he did Zombieland? Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the guy um, who directed Zombieland. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Nice. Uh, we finally got a trailer for Tremors. A cold day in hell. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. It, I think it looks great. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say right now to our buddy Chris Jordan, uh, <laughs> dude. No, ja- Jamie Kennedy in 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 Tremors. Uh, what was it? Five. five. Yep. No, Jamie Kennedy in Tremors Five. I agree. He was great. I thought he was fine. Like and, I, I get that. There's a lot of people who just hate Jamie Kennedy just for. Seemingly no reason. Yeah. I mean, he's not like the greatest actor in the world, and he can be. I, yeah, but people, like, I think people are annoyed by him at times. I maybe maybe I just like I I, I guess I I watched that Heckler documentary. Yep. And I think I started to kind of feel for him. After I did. That. I yeah, absolutely like, I was, did. I was like, man, Jamie Kennedy just wants to like bring joy to people, and everybody just keeps shitting down his throat. Mm-hmm. Like, why? He's oh, yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> exactly. And and after that, I was just I was like, I kind of like Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, I I've never had a problem with him, quite frankly. Well, when he did that, what the hell was it? Malibu's oh, Most Wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I literally was some... trying to think of what that movie was, and I couldn't remember. He's I made think... some bad choices. Don't, don't, sure. don't yeah. be hating. Well, it's it's he's kind of like he reminds me of what Pauly Shore was back in the day when he used to do all those kind of stupid comedies, mm-hmm. and then he cut his hair, and then everybody <clears throat> lost respect for him. And... By the way, Pauly Shore. Another national 
national treasure so everybody yep. can just shut Paul up. Paulie Shore, though, will oh, be yeah. the first one to tell you that he overstayed his welcome with oh, that yeah. gimmick. He had the yeah, opportunity to do other stuff, mm-hmm. and he rode the weasel train. MTV. For way well, he, too long. He even flat out admitted it, that it was, it was MTV. He was basically the face of them for that little short sure, stint. Sure. And then, now, I mean, he's still doing his thing. He runs the comedy store in L.A., but... Jamie Kennedy kind of like that was that same thing. He kind of overstayed his welcome with playing yeah, that kind of right. like annoying character. But he's a phenomenal comedian. And when he came into Tremors Five, like I thought he did a pretty good I, job. He was still sort of obnoxious, but like I, I thought he did really his well. His cameo in Harold and Kumar was still one of my favorites. I don't, I don't remember that. Living there was really peeing in the woods. What is he, Show Bush? No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. It was gold. It was yeah. just perfect. Uh, him and Scream was fantastic. Great role. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and you know Scream what? too. Being yeah. a little bit more of a dramatic role, still kind of comic relief, but not that same. Oh, in Scream? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he was still that dramatic? Uh, no, he was still. He was, he was the comedic. He was, well, he was the comedic relief, but in a right. dramatic movie. Right. Okay, Ask. whatever. Um, but yeah, anyway, back loved to the, Tremors yeah, 6. What I loved about I this new awesome. trailer, it reminds me a lot of the original Tremors. Like, for some reason, I was getting a feel for it because it's sort of, there's a lot of ass blasters in it, and like, there's some other new, I think, sort of creature. But they had that, you know, they're in the store, and like, the graboid comes in from yeah. underground, and they're just shooting it. Like, I don't know. It was very simple stuff, but it reminded me a lot of the original. And Jamie Kennedy actually had my favorite part of the entire trailer. Which one was that? Where he looks at Bert and he goes, how do you never die? Like, wait, why don't you die? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I just love too that they. I mean, like they'll they'll write um, Michael Gross lines like that he plays straightforward oh, yeah. as Burt Gummer, and I just fucking love it. Where he's just like, if you've got ass blasters, you've got graboids. <laughs> it's like that's gold. I don't I don't know how anybody can not like the Tremors. Uh, franchise yep yep i agree dude and like i said people don't like five you just yeah I, sorry i don't sorry, I don't, I don't sorry like Chris you. jordan but we're uh <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna team up on you on this we're one we're gonna shit down your throat yeah exactly um, I, gotta, I gotta watch the rest of them i've only seen one and two. Oh, get on it's it. been They're a good. long time all right uh chris carter apparently has had a little bit of a change in heart about his stance on the x-files moving forward yeah uh last that we had talked about it uh because jillian anderson <laughs> was leaving chris carter said that if she wasn't there, he wasn't there. Yeah. Now he's kind of going back on that a little bit, and uh, he's saying that he, he's contemplating a future without Gillian Anderson, sort of in a way where David Duchovny wasn't in the last couple seasons of uh, the original run, but he was still there in spirit, and the story still revolved around him. Right. They can still do that, a spiritual center, as he calls it. Right. And they can still do that with her, even if she's not there. So... Hopefully that's the case because I want to see more X Files. I'm enjoying this the season that's on right now. So I I could have I could have called that. Oh yeah. Like he was just he was just it was a knee jerk reaction to yeah. say oh no she's gone I'm gone. But yep. then he's he stops he goes home and he starts thinking oh she's not gonna come back okay oh, this is <laughs> fucking X Files and I get to take the helm like well, you'd be stupid to people are gonna watch it regardless you you have the built in fan base and if you and if you still like you said make a make uh, Scully sort of a spiritual center yep it's it'll still work and then at the end of the day though he's you know thinking to himself are they still going to pay me all this money (laughs) i want to believe (laughs) the truth the 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 checks are out there (laughs) they are uh aliens (laughs) aliens uh blues oh blues oh man you just snuck up on me there's only two this week okay um so well let me pull up my my uh my thing here Oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Whoa. What da, things da, were you da, looking da, at? Da, that's da. the wrong one. <laughs> All right, so Scream Factory announced 
uh, that the 1971 amicus film, The House That Dripped Blood, uh-huh. written by psycho author Robert Block, will be coming out on Blu-ray May 8th. Newly, cool. newly remastered. Um, I have a synopsis here. You want to hear it? Sure. Just for anybody who might not know what uh, The House That Dripped Blood is about. Extras are still in progress, so I don't have any of those for you. But um, a Scotland Yard inspector's search for a missing film star leads him to a haunted house. The house sets the framework for four separate tales of terror written by the author of Psycho, Robert Block, and starring horror icons Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and Ingrid Pitt. All four, uh, all four stories center on the mysterious fates of tenants who have leased the mansion over the years. I knew that they were all in the movie because mm-hmm. uh, I've heard of this movie before. I never knew that it was like a like quasi uh, oh like a anthology a suedo anthology <laughs> film. <laughs> should we should we explain nope. that? Okay, nope. okay, never mind. Just take it take it as it is. Suedo suedo. Um, uh, and and then the only other one I have here is uh, an announcement about the upcoming Phantasm Blu-ray set, Ooh. which sounds pretty awesome. Uh, so everybody knows that the one in the UK that came out uh, one or two years ago, I think it was last year sometime, right? What? You slipped a little Canadian in there. <laughs> Did I? It came out. <laughs> <laughs> See, it just happens. Uh, it just comes out. <laughs> well, we, when we took, a, we took a break a minute ago and I said, it's, it's really not like we, we kind of, we're so... As 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 Michiganders, like people Southeast tell, Michiganders, Southeast Michiganders, people tell us that we kind of sound like Canadians anyway mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And I really we, well, think you guys, so. you but guys, that was no, my <laughs> Jesus, I, I I didn't know, but if, uh, you guys think that my dad sounds like he's yeah, super he Canadian. I had no idea. You get a little bit more, like I said, it's more of like the the slower speech that's i that, think i think it's just because your dad lives that's that a, that's that bad axe small that bad axe. <laughs> we had that simpleton uh, life <laughs> if, if, years back when my family took the trip to maui with yeah. my grandma and that there was uh we were at the, the store and i'm like go to my dad i'm like hey you want one of these beers or something like that and this lady goes oh are you canadian I'm like, <laughs> what in maui <laughs> she's like well i heard you say a hey and it was kind of like a hey but like a, a you know like the cross i actually say a a lot like i don't know I, do you guys say a i do yeah so when I'm hey, come here for a minute. When I'm well, no, I, like I say it at the end of sentences. I like, find myself doing that. I say it a lot when I'm describing something in like a uh, singular form, like a computer or <laughs> a bottle of beer. Go to hell, Mike. <laughs> All right. So anyway, every every any, so any so any any a uh, everybody knows that uh, the uh, the UK release came out in that awesome. Uh, had the sphere the tall man's yeah. sphere and it, mm-hmm. and it was amazing but it only came out in the UK um, the next Phantasm Blu-ray set which unfortunately uh, is coming out in France uh, which is reported by the Phantasm Archives will be in limited edition packaging that rivals even the sought after sphere mm-hmm. ESC- I've seen it, I disagree uh, just putting that out there it's pretty badass though <laughs> uh, so ESC distribution, uh, they haven't set a date yet but they've shared uh, painted prototype images that show off the next-level packaging. The set features a bust of the late Angus Scrim as the terrifying tall man with discs housed in a box underneath the bust. ESC Distribution has teased that their set will pack a ton of bonus features as well as a new 200-page book written Dang. by Mark Tulek. That's pretty cool. Uh, ESC is also reporting that this incredible release will be limited to 300 certified and numbered copies. That's so going to be expensive. Those babies are going to go fast. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, 
eBay is going to profit. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna immediately yep. go out for thousands of dollars on eBay somewhere. I, I'll be honest with you, I've seen it. I'm not a big fan of uh, sets that just come with a like statuette. You know, <clears throat> I think I, it looks... I like the uh, I like the sphere box set for my money. The sphere, like if I if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably pick the sphere as yeah. well. But this is pretty cool. It's I mean, it looks I mean, it looks got, cool because it's got Angus Scrim right on the front, and it, you know, it's true. Yeah. Now that it's he's true. now that he's no longer with us, it's kind of a cool little keepsake to have. I wish that. Um, uh, uh, Jessica, what's her name? Uh, uh, JT's uh, wife, Jessica Beale. Jessica Beale. There was a Jessica Beale movie called The Tall Man, but it's oh. not. But it, but it's about like, I think the the, the mytho- mythological. I think, it, one. I think it's like Slender Man, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I would have absolutely loved the very end of that movie. It was just about Angus Graham, <laughs> and he ended up being in the movie. It looks the like a phantasm movie. It looks like a book end. Yeah, yeah. It's it like, does look yeah. like a book end. Yeah, you're right. It's like those statuettes that came with the Lord of the Rings sets back in the day. Yeah. Remember those? yeah. So. I don't know. I think it looks cool, I but looks uh, sweet. but yeah, like I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, for my money, I'd probably want the, I'd want the, the actual sphere. Yeah. sphere. It's pretty badass. But all right, any more blues or is that? Uh, it? No, that's it for blues. All right, so the big news of the week uh, came uh, in the form of a trailer at Super Bowl, which then gave us even more news that yeah. the Cloverfield Paradox was shadow dropping on Netflix directly after the big game. Yeah. Nobody drop. saw that coming. No. People were expecting the yeah, trailer, but were, not... Uh, people were going crazy yeah, about it. The, the internet, uh, how do you say, blew its wad. Is that how you say That's it? That's how you say it. <laughs> Usually people say it breaks um, the internet. Nah. No, no, it blows its wad. <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about horror fans here, and it's, it's a whole different ballgame. Cloverfield didn't stick its ass out and pour wine over its head. <laughs> it didn't Kardashian the internet, I get it. Um, okay, so there's some really cool things though, outside of it just being shadow dropped and it's available now. There's a couple of really cool things that already are being found out about the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things is that uh, Die Hard's the series, uh, you know, the, the Cloververse, as they call it. Um, if you, They already have found out that if you take the Cloverfield Paradox and you play that side by side with the original Cloverfield, what? at the 18 minute and 20 second mark of the film is in, I haven't seen the new one yet, but I'm reading the description, yeah. is when uh, the the whole idea is that they rip holes basically in the fabric of time. Right. And these uh, Clover monsters, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them, uh, get released in the different periods of time. That's where a lot of the stories are coming okay. from. And that happens directly at 18 minutes and 20 seconds in the Cloverfield Paradox, mm-hmm. is when the big explosion happens and the holes get ripped in time. At exactly 18 minutes and 20 seconds of the original Cloverfield movie is when all the power goes out, and you hear the earthquake, the, the thing is the earthquake, really? and it's right when the monsters come and That's invade awesome. the world. So pretty, pretty cool. That's like, really th- cool. That can't be unintentional. Oh, no, no, no. It's J.J. Abrams. I I guarantee you his crazy mind worked that out from the get-go. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. It's, so it's pretty cool. Like, already people are finding stuff about about this. So uh, it's, in a, it's it's cool. I like movies that, that I'm sure that. there's going to be all kinds of little Easter eggs that people guarantee. find. Guaranteed. Like, oh, there like, has like, to be like in the original, like that lo- the last shot. It's I think it's the last shot of the movie when after everything horrible has happened mm-hmm. and then they're sh- they're kind of re-showing some of the happy times yep. filmed between this couple and they're on what a ferris wheel or something yes and in the background you can see something fall out of the sky and land in the ocean mm-hmm. it, and you know that people didn't notice it at first and then and then once somebody noticed it all kind of speculation mm-hmm. all kinds of speculation was put up online and people mm-hmm. discussed i love that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. it's it just gets people talking, and yeah. keep and you keep talking about it. Yeah, like, and you, you create this well universe yeah. that anything's possible in it now. You know, like they can go in any direction, and it's awesome, and I love it. Yeah. Um, 
this uh, so this movie did come out on Netflix. And a lot of people were thinking that uh, the Cloverfield series might be a Netflix kind of thing now. Mm-hmm. Not the case. Uh, all future installments are planned on being theatrical. So, so they, that's still cool. So are they still going. Is God Particle still a thing then? No, God Particle. Oh is, no, Overlord. Yes, Overlord. Okay, okay, I'll get there. Sorry. Um. So last week we talked about how Overlord is the rumored fourth. Now we're confirmed fourth movie in the Cloverfield franchise. Right. Now, uh, a lot of these diehard fans, they they really do their research because a fifth movie now has been labeled as a possible fifth Cloverfield movie, and that is a movie called uh, Colma, C O L M A, and this is a remake from a foreign film. That it sounds like they're going to maybe retrofit into the Cloverfield series as okay. well. Uh, it has to do with like uh, somebody dying and that person waiting on the other side for like their love, and then like the girl has to decide if she wants to die and be with her lover or get like reborn or something. I don't know. Hmm. So it's some weird thing. However, people are claiming that the road that is closed down that causes the car accident for this person to Ye- die yeah. is the road that is closed down in the beginning of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm. And so they're they're speculating this could be how they're linking it together and you know that's cool. I love uh, it. I love it. It's it's one of those movies that it's its own story yeah. yet there's the link, you know. It's referenced in another movie or whatever. So yep. pretty cool. That's very cool. Um so yeah, so that's 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 big it. Cloverfield has been the talk of the town for uh, the last week or so. Well, I don't know. But another one that we got in the Super Bowl was another look at a quiet place. Oh mm. yeah, that yep. second that second trailer where you kind of get a there's, little bit of a glimpse. There's, there's a monster. In it. I actually, I actually, so <laughs> I'm so excited for that movie. I actually yep. want to bring a quiet place up again later in our tofu discussion. Okay. Because I, I I just I have some thoughts. It's not a theory or anything. No, like that's that. just I just wanted I just to bring have, up. No, I'm I'm glad that you did because I actually forgot about it. But uh, I. It's not, like I said, it's not a theory. I don't think that, like, two of these movies are connected or anything, but yeah. I just want to reference it real quick. So. It's just, like, seeing that during the Super Bowl. I think that was oh, another yeah. one of the moments where it was like, everybody shut yeah. up. Yeah. We, we turned we the volume up. I was actually yeah. think that I had my mouth over our buddy Chris's. <laughs> yeah, you did. My you hand did. Over you shut mouth. up, Chris. <laughs> well, then Brian, fucking Brian, just the, would not stop Tom. Just Brian, it's, Brian. Brian, it's called a quiet place. Just shut the fuck up for, like, ten oh, seconds, Oh, man. is it a place where everybody's quiet? <laughs> I'm going to fucking Charlie horse. You. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I guess that's I... it for the news. Boom! That was the news. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, we, didn't, we didn't screw it up this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, cool. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're talking all things Canada, eh? We're going to go and uh, talk about a couple of movies. The uh, Great and, White and, North. And, and just mooses. Have, have a few Moose. beers. And, uh... Oh, yeah. Eh? Eh? You know, one time we doubted Canada. That was a huge mistake. <laughs> That gets a bottom. <laughs> Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, Canada. 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 Hey. Hey. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Uh, I yeah. I, I I I like Canada. It's a, it's always a fun it's always a fun time. I don't spend a lot of time there, but I would uh, I would move there. The time that um, I spent there, I enjoy it. Just I know the housing market has gone completely through the roof. So. I like their prime minister. He seems like a cool guy. Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. 
We have a guy who friend who lives over in Canada right now, eh? You got what? A friend, guy friend who lives over there in Canada. <laughs> a guy friend? Rye. Tell oh, us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, our buddy Ryan does. Oh, yeah. Ryan Bolser moved yes, over he there, does. didn't he? What does eh? he do? He's working for... Um, uh, last, Borkster? I don't know. It's It's been a long time since I have talked to him, quite frankly, but the last that I knew, he was basically running the online division of World Star Hip Hop. <laughs> World, World Star! Star. <laughs> I'm not that's kidding awesome. you. That's, that's kind of what he did. I think that he does Oops, more music stuff now, though. I don't know that he still does that. Right and it was, it was the company, obviously, that he worked for, that, yeah. and he was just in charge of the account. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't know what he does now, but um, Canada has treated him very well. Canada has treated us very well in the form of very good cinematic masterpieces well one of them was made in america hold on real quick real real quick sidebar what's more pretentious film picture or movie in order Ooh. uh film picture is the picture is the most pretentious okay film and then movie okay but i would say that movie is the least pretentious that's okay what I just said. I know. I'm, okay. I'm just going backwards. That's okay. All. I think that. Uh, and then film, and then picture. yeah, you're, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably okay. right. I Except, do like I do like referring though to like masterpieces though as pictures. I don't think that you've you have to motion in front of it because it's not a picture. It's a motion picture. I think that uh, it's a gathering of. I like, it's a gaggle of pictures. I like calling them. <laughs> I like calling them the talkies. Personally, the talkies. <laughs> I feel this isn't a radio show, James. The, We're not watching a radio a movie, show. Calling a movie a talkie sounds like like racist or something. <laughs> like what? it's like it's like the racial equivalent of like talking dirty or bad about a movie. It's like What's oh, the, I don't know. See that talkie the other day. What's what they call them after the silent era? They 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 they. Uh, got, they did see, refer to it as the talkie. Let's go see slang. a talkie. That thing, it's slang. It's not like slang. a slang term. For I like. I, it's funny because like if you hear um, Martin Scorsese say picture it yep. sounds like really cool yep. and really classy he's like he's like uh, you know when uh, when we were doing this picture john then, landis says john picture landis too, yeah but yep. then you go back to uh you go back to like old footage of um spielberg talking about jaws yeah and because of his accent it it makes it sound much less uh eloquent he's like yeah uh, we're doing this picture and uh <laughs> That sounds more like Joe Dante. <laughs> that was yeah. That was, no, but he, like when he talked, because there was it, it was it was footage of him sitting and watching the uh, Oscar nominations okay. to see if Jaws was going to be nominated for anything, and mm-hmm. it, he just keeps on calling it a picture, a picture. I never knew. Did you? I guess I never realized Spielberg. Where's he from? Because he has that think, sort of like. I don't think that accent you're doing is Spielberg's. He called it a, a picture. Yeah, no, no. He called it a picture. Yes, but that accent. No, he called though? it a picture. I don't picture. know. Where's he from? I'm looking. Look it up, John. I don't see. I don't. Spielberg doesn't sound that way to me, so I don't know what you're talking I about. I guess what I'm doing sounds more like Woody Allen, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or no, like, I said, like I said, Joe Dante has that re- kind of whiny accent or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I hope Who he's cares? Up, I hope he's up in Boston. Cause I'm gonna get my so, ass anyway, the, uh, <laughs> so, anyway, the first picture we're talking about no, tonight uh, is a little movie called Tusk Ooh. from 1980. It's about an English girl and an Indian elephant born on the same day. Who share, who share a common destiny? <laughs> Spielberg's from Cincinnati, Ohio, you know. Oh, oh, Is I, everybody from Cincinnati, did Ohio? Did I look up the wrong IMDb? Yes, I did. What, what the fuck? No, there's actually a movie called Tusk from 1980 about an, an English girl and an Indian elephant born on the same day who well, share a common destiny. Uh, so, you want, me to, want to take over for you? So Spielberg's from Ohio. <laughs> no, uh, so no, I looked them, I looked them both up. Yeah, oh, okay. we're, we're past that, John. Don't worry about it. I'm just letting you know. Hey, uh, let me know about that, that Tusk from the 80s. <laughs> I'm going to watch it this weekend and I'll let you guys know what it's like. I'll so, uh, Tusk from 2014 
uh, is about a brash and arrogant podcaster. <laughs> we know what that's all about. Uh, who gets more than he bargained for when he travels to Canada, eh? And <laughs> to interview a mysterious recluse. <laughs> who has a rather disturbing fondness for walruses. Well, um, see, the funny thing about that is, is the IMDb synopsis is actually wrong. Yeah, he, he doesn't does originally... not travel there for the recluse. He travels there for the Kill Bill kid. But with, right, with right. this amount of space, you can't go, I'm brash and arrogant, blah, 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 who travels to Canada to interview a kid who originally put up a dumb movie on no, the line, and then, then, he, and then, he, kills himself, himself. then he kills himself, <laughs> and then he finds out he's got to do something else, and that really doesn't work for so, this so amount of space not, that you're so, working So we're not doing a spoiler-free review here? No. Oh, no. <laughs> never. No. Never. This is this is four years ago. If you haven't seen yeah. Tusk yet, then you shouldn't be alive. So this is a flick that, God, uh, be that a lot today. of... <laughs> <laughs> that a lot of people uh, don't care for. Like this is one of those real polarizing movies. People mm. either loved it when it came out, uh, or they hated it. Quite frankly, and I think that a lot of it has to do with uh, how big of a fan of the director you are, and that is Mr. Kevin Smith. Right. Uh, now we don't get to talk about Kevin Smith very often on this podcast. No. Uh, if ever, we you know we talked about how I'm a bit of a Smithophile. It's a fun word to say. Smithophile. Smithophile. Uh, I I love Kevin. Like everything Kevin Smith uh, has has is. You always, call been... your, you always call yourself in a file. You're a greenophile, or you're a smithophile, or you're a penisophile. Oh, I am a penisophile. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, He's just setting us up other, for his future, other, James. Not the other p-ophile, though. And not p-ophile, either. Peanut, you're, not a, you're not a peanutophile? A pe- could be. I do like nuts. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I, Smith is responsible, though, for me getting into filmmaking. Like, like single-handedly, like uh, his his career is what made made me want to go to school for it and get involved in it and this and that. And uh, unfortunately, it's been a while since I've done it. But he's my he's the backbone of my love for uh, I think film but in general. A, but you have a podcast, so it's almost like the same thing. Well, he's got a smodcast, podcast, smodcast. <laughs> I wish I had a smodcast. Are you kidding? Well, he's. I just think like Kevin Smith just kind of touched on him briefly. His he really is. He likes to completely immer- like. Immerse. Immerse himself. There you go. Thank you. Uh, and whatever it is he's doing, he's a nerd. He's a total oh, yeah, nerd. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And whatever he likes to get into, that's why I love most of what he does. I will say most because I didn't fully watch Yoga Hosers. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's great. And he can pull the friend card. Like he, they even break that fourth wall in Jay and Silent Bob striking back or strike back mm-hmm. of the whole, oh, and then you do the Ioia flick because your friend sends you over. Oh, well, right, right, that right. whole movie, That's, though, in all fairness, was a wink-wink, nudge-nudge. Right, yeah, and so. it's fantastic. So he just, he just, I think he did a really good job with this movie, and it kind of, to me, had a little bit of a human centipede-esque feel to it. it yeah, I, I can sort of see definitely, that, yeah. It's, I, well, it's, yeah, I, it kind of, yeah, it's got that, like, mad scientist the wanting to do, like, experimentations with the human form. Feed, like, feed, feed her. Feed her. Here's a fish. Oh man, I, I love Dita Leza. Oh. Oh, kind of weird though when he, the fish is just on the rock and he just eats it. Then he drags him into the water. He's like, oh yeah, if you're gonna be a walrus, you gotta swim. Yeah, he, All right, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's, uh, we, are, we are. We are getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're familiar with a lot of Kevin Smith's uh, filmography, though, you'll know that he recast a lot of his characters from uh, you know his whole original. Uh, 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 Jersey trilogy. Oh yeah, or trilogy. God, like there's six, seven, six, five movies something like that. Centrilogy. Centrilogy. <laughs> his whole first series, we'll we'll say. You know, he recast a lot of the same people. In his later career, though, he's starting to do a little bit. I guess, I guess, though, 
Not really. He did. Uh, he did Cop Out, which was his first uh, studio film. Uh-huh. Before that was Jersey Girl, which had some some of the same people in it. And then he did Red State, which was oh, yeah. fucking amazing. And then Tusk, though, Tusk is the first movie of his True North trilogy. That's where I was going with the trilogy thing. Um, so first was Tusk. Then we have Yoga Hosers that came out a little bit ago. I will say this. I don't blame any person for not liking Yoga Hosers. <laughs> I loved it, but it is not a movie for everybody. I haven't seen it yet. You loved it just because it's a Kevin exactly. Smith movie. I'm a, I'm a, I like Kevin Smith here. movies. I got three minutes in and turned it off. <laughs> I just don't think I was in the right mindset because I think it is genuinely one of those movies you have to be in the right mindset for. Well, no, it is. And it's not It's not his typical fare either. It's stoner Kevin Smith like podcast extraordinaire kind of movie. <clears throat> well, uh, to get back what I, to what I was saying earlier, I, I don't think I completed my thought, but you said this is a very polarizing movie. Mm-hmm. And I think n- not only do you have to know Kevin Smith's sense of humor, but uh, the source material for this movie, you have to know. Yeah. Which, if you if you stick it out through the entire movie, during the end credits, you actually get a, a glimpse of the source material, mm-hmm. which was an episode of Smodcast, Smodcast yep. where him and... Uh, um, Scott Mosier. Scott Mosier. We're talking about this ridiculous story about a, a guy holding another guy captive well, and turning him into a walrus, they, and then Kevin Smith's just like, "I'm going to make this into a movie." Smodcast. <laughs> this, the Smodcast show has has turned into a lot of the episodes. They do it called Scan BC, mm-hmm. and what Scan BC is, is they basically scan. Uh, I think it's. British Columbia, I would imagine that's what BC stands for, but they they scan just news articles and they just make fun of they're 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 both like he's high, Mosier's <laughs> usually drunk like and they just they just riff on stuff right, uh-huh. and uh, this is an episode that on this episode they came across this news story about this guy, it was like a uh, um, what do you call it when you uh, I, I think I said this last week I couldn't think of the name um, uh, an ad a personal ad what do you call it uh, when you put an ad in a paper. Classified. 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 Thank you. <laughs> it was a classified uh, uh, ad where this person was just looking for a roommate, and you get free room and board in this big house. All you have to do is pretend to be a walrus for an hour a day and be this guy. Like it's this crazy story, and the and and Smith and Mosier were just dying laughing at it, and they crafted this movie just like on a whim in the studio. And at the end of the episode, uh, he basically says. You know, if, if you want to see this movie actually get made, tweet out hashtag walrus yes. And if you don't want to see it made, walrus no. And and who the hell wouldn't want to see this movie? Overwhelmingly, <laughs> it was walrus yes. And this is at a time when Kevin Smith wasn't making movies. He had right. retired, basically, from being a director. Yeah. And this brought him back out of retirement. And since then, he's done everything. He's he's still working on movies. He's done The Flash, Supergirl. He works on TV a lot and more now. Like He's yeah. doing a ton of stuff, but this is the movie that brought him out and changed his entire perspective on how he makes movies. Yeah. Like He makes movies for him now. Yeah, It's well, the stuff that he wants to see that makes him laugh. Well, and it's, it's not even like... You don't even... I don't even think need to be a major Kevin Smith because honestly, I must have not been paying attention or anything. I saw the Smodcast part and I knew that was him, but I didn't connect the dots even when I IMD beat it, I didn't bother to look at the writer and the director of it. I just like, wow, this was actually a pretty great concept for a movie and everything in the script and how everything was put together. And it was shot really well. I thought that I was like, Holy cow. And at the end it was like directed by Kevin Smith. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, you didn't even know this was a Kevin Smith. movie. No, I kind of <laughs> like whenever you, whenever you guys invite me back on a podcast and you say, watch this movie, I try not to IMDb anything um, except for who's in it. Oh. That's all I try to do, just say, okay, who can I expect in this movie? So I didn't know anything about it. 
all I knew was who was in it. Okay. And um, I saw that and I was just like, wow, this this was this was good. Mm-hmm. It was you know you know and then like it's I said, fucking weird. I it's, quirky. Quirky. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's quirky as hell. But I had that comparison in my mind. I was like, oh, this is kind of like a human centipede esque thing, but not. I wouldn't call it a ripoff in any way. No, 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 not at all. No, God, no. Um, and and you know what? It's it's really not like I I just said it's quirky and we said it's weird. It's really not until it's it's really not that weird. It's mostly creepy and yeah. spooky right up until the reveal of the walrus. Yeah, yeah. and then that's it's just when like, I remember because oh, okay. we we went to see this in the theater. <laughs> we did. We were we one t- of two people. We were two of three people that saw this movie in the theater. And they were, and it was me, Mike, and my wife. And. <laughs> And I just remember. Really? I yeah. remember four years ago, you guys saw this in theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. It, it was literally just the three of us in the in the yep. theater. And uh, and and I remember, I remember when they finally revealed Justin Long's character transformed into the I walrus. Loved I loved it so much. And we were just like, "What the fuck?" And I look over at Erin. She's just got her face in her hand. She's like, "What the hell kind of movie did I just spend my?" I money was really on? hoping he was going to keep his justash. <laughs> well, he kind of did in a way with well, the Well, I mean, it was separated a little bit, but, like, come on. <laughs> All right, if you have no idea what we're talking about at this point... Yeah, let's um, get into let's, it a little bit here. A little can, bit we, can, can I do the rundown of the movie? Yeah, sure. Okay, Go so basically, it. James and Mike are running a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Justin Long and Haley Joe Osmond are running a podcast uh, called the Not C. The Nazi. John the Nazi Party. <laughs> John yeah, the like, Nazi Party. But, like, N-O-T-S-E-E, not with a Z... Exactly. Podcast. And uh, <laughs> Justin Long's character has a romantic interest mm. in the movie. I wouldn't even say it's an interest. It's like a longtime girlfriend. Longtime girlfriend who he's he horrible to. He sees dead people. Oh, it's not Haley Joe? <laughs> no. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I no, watched the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched Musk. <laughs> so they basically, these, these two are, uh, they run a podcast, a pretty successful podcast that you kind of get out of it in the very beginning is, is pretty successful. Yeah. And then. Well, he um, talks about how he made over a hundred grand yeah. in one year on ads. Yeah. Excuse me. How do we do that? Yeah. Where the <laughs> hell is that money? Because I would like to make a hundred grand this year. Right. I, so I think we'd have to do a little bit more than just come here once a week and talk. Possibly. We'd probably have to like promote and stuff, but mm. that's just not our thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> so Genesis Rodriguez plays Justin Long's girlfriend, and uh, they get a video sent to them by a guy who finds a laptop in a yard sale and finds this video of a kid playing with a samurai sword. He chops his own leg off, and they are dying over this video. It was essentially a, a, like a viral a, video. A, it, was a, a viral. It, was, it was kind of a carbon copy of, do you guys remember Star Wars kids? Yes. Yep. It's essentially what it was, except for they called it Kill Bill Kid, and this yep. kid accidentally lops his leg off with his own samurai sword. Yep. So Justin Long travels to the Great White North <clears throat> to interview this kid on the podcast and basically relentlessly make fun of him as his character on the podcast would, and he shows up. Kid committed suicide for all of the online stuff that had happened, and uh, so he ends up in a bar. Which, that's that's that's... I mean, I would say it's fairly accurate. It's not, it's not unheard of these no. days. Like that, online bullying is internet, ridiculous. Yeah, online bullying is crazy. Like they've got, they've made documentaries about kids actually like killing themselves and stuff. Or I, tried, I don't mean pots. to laugh when I say that, but it's it's, it's pretty messed up. Really so he, person. so he he is faced with the the very kind of plausible situation of this kid. He, you know, he got online bullied to, relentlessly to the point of actually taking his own life. With said samurai sword. And he's a complete asshole, so he has no sympathy for this kid who has killed himself. 
He's, he's just, just concerned that. about the fact that he doesn't. You just tried to heckman my story. Yeah, <laughs> you're heckmaning my story right now. <laughs> well, you were taking too long. <laughs> I'm I'm filling in important details. We, so don't need to tell, we don't need to tell the whole freaking story. He he ends up basically fight, 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 fight. Fisticuffs. <laughs> Later. Put, put up your dukes, man. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to heckman your no, story. Okay. Go ahead. So he ends up at a bar. He finds an ad in the bathroom while he's taking a leak. And this old guy is like, "I have a lot of stories. I'm confined to a wheelchair. I have a free room. You just got to hear my stories and adventures." Which let me let me ask you: Would you guys, if you saw this ad, this handwritten ad, just hanging by a urinal? Would you do the same thing? I would do it on speakerphone. You'd do it on speakerphone. I would not go to said dude's house. But the guy, but the guy specifically, like it, the ad wasn't really "Let me tell you my stories." The ad was for a free room, right? Yeah, at the house. Well, well he, he even just along says that, and he goes, "When you get to the I'm, oh, so you're not interested in the room? You're just more interested well, in my stories." Right. He's actually in the bar still. I think he's talking. No, no, no. He's, no, he's, he's in, in the, the clerks. No, no, no. He's in the store. Yeah, where he sees the Smith and the Death's girls daughter. from Yoga Hosers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he basically goes, "I'm less interested <clears throat> in the room as much as I am you." Yeah, and so he and and you know. Probably the reason why his fate is so much worse than it probably would have been, <laughs> because he needs a way to keep him there. Yeah, you know, because because uh, he wasn't planning on staying. <clears throat> now, uh, so this, so the old guy that we're that we're talking about here, uh, uh, Wal, uh, Howie Howard Howe. Howard Howe. Howie, where'd you get Howie? I don't, I don't, I don't, Howie Howe. Howie Howe. <laughs> Mark's uh, Howard on a first name basis. Played <laughs> played by the incomparable. That's the word I was going to use. Michael Parks. Man, he's so good. Um, Michael. Uh, he's a class act. He's he is so much more than a class act. He is the entire school. I <laughs> uh, no, he's he's one of the great I, I will say this. He is one of the greatest actors, I think, of his generation, hands down. And I think underappreciated. Well, I think we discussed uh on a previous episode he was actually blacklisted in Hollywood for mm-hmm. years and years and years, so he didn't get any work. Yep. Uh I can't remember the actual reason. But, but Tarantino it, you know, and it's it's all politics in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. He got blacklisted, so n- nobody was enjoying his work for a long time. Quentin Tarantino, though, was a massive fan of him his whole life, mm-hmm. and put him in. Uh, they were making From Dust Till Dawn at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and uh, Robert Rodriguez, and uh, he put him in the beginning of that as a sheriff. And <clears> from that point on, it was like that. That, that was the, the the thing where like, Kevin Smith saw him, and like, like right. he started with Tarantino. He was in a lot of Tarantino. He was in Kill Bill. He was in. You know, tons of other stuff that Tarantino did. Like he did, and, and that's kind of where his second leg of his career, I think, was kind of built on. Was yeah, that sort of the jump off point? And uh, and for good reason because he's absolutely incredible. I can't suck the dick of this man enough. Like I, I just can't. Well, he can well, he can play a lot of different angles and a lot of different characters. He really can, and, it's it's very, even, and it even shows. Style. It even shows up in in this oh, movie because he. I mean, like he shows up at first, and he's and he's kind of this. Uh, just sort of this innocent old man with these great stories to tell about his life on the sea. Later in the movie, you see him playing sort of this like uh, like simpleton backwoods kind of guy, yep. <laughs> <laughs> which was a great part. But man, he's so good. And then if you've ever like Kevin Smith is he used him in two his first horror movie he ever made, Red State. Yep. And uh, I've said it before, which you like seen it, it's amazing. There's like a 35 minute monologue monologue that Michael Parks does, and it was bone chilling it really was like it it, it it was it was literally just 35 minutes of him speaking on a stage and it was like send yeah it sends chills up he and was down giving your a spine. homily as a as a pastor yeah and, and and it's it's but like uh it's some of the most creepy vile 
small-minded like shit you'll ever hear. Right. It's scary. Yeah. Like really scary because I mean, we're not even talking about this movie. But I'm going to <laughs> like 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 it, it, it. It's how people who believe in those things will talk. Right. And it's it's horrifying. Yeah. Um, and, and and in this and, movie though, it's the same. He has the same type of performance. Only he's off his fucking rocker, batshit crazy. <laughs> the itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Well, yeah, he. Like, you, that, you, was, you, that was the worst possible am, example to use am, from this movie. I am. Yeah, Michael but that's exactly what he did. <laughs> that was the worst example yeah, to terrible. use from this movie. No, my point. He's crazy though. Like, oh, he gives yeah. off crazy. Is my point though? Like, he, that 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 scene in particular though is like a breaking point in his character's head. It's like when he becomes. Like normal Howard Howe into insane Howard Howe. Like that's the scene though yeah. that separates the two different characters. And he yeah. just gets up and bitch slaps Justin Long. <laughs> like, I, I I haven't I haven't seen this movie since the first time that we saw it in the theaters. And that first because uh, Howard Howe, Michael Park's character, is uh, presumed to be wheelchair bound. Yes. Well, because he says he is. And there's one moment where he's sitting across uh, from Justin Long's character at the dinner table, and Just- Justin Long is incapacitated, and he stands up out of his wheelchair. When I saw that, it like gave me the heebie-jeebies. The first time he stood up, I was like, "Oh my god!" I knew it was coming. Yep, right. Yep. But his, but when he does it, just the look on his face and the way he walks over to Justin. Uh, 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 First name basis. Over here. <laughs> Sorry, Wall- Jay Long. Wallace. Jay, Jay Long. <laughs> uh, Justin Long. Jay Long's uh, character. His name is Wallace Brighton. Um, but when he walks over to him, I was just like, "Oh man!" Well, like he's just, like he's not a big guy or anything, but he just he's imposing. He's though. yeah, he's got this he just that dominating complete, feature. Yeah. Oh man, it's so well, creepy. My uh, roommate Jen though apparently is smarter than all of us. Why? Because from the first time that you saw him, she goes, "Why is he crossing his legs? I he shouldn't be able to move his legs. Just Why is he crossing his legs? <laughs> when he's like spinning the chair and he crosses his legs, I go, yep. he can stand.'" I think that I think that he, uh, that's definitely meant to be sort of a, a clue. Yeah. But sure. at the same time, I have seen people who are wheelchair bound. They'll they'll cross their legs, but they'll yeah, but they'll, you, they'll pick the leg up and they'll cross it over. But the yeah, other but one. you see but him. He didn't. Well, he lift didn't. it up on his own. Oh, yeah. you, you, oh, you, you, you? yeah. It's oh, yeah. very, very clear as Oh, I guess yeah. I didn't. I, I guess I didn't notice that. Saying, roommate Jen has has us beat on this one because yeah. she noticed. No, I noticed little that. things. Was I was about to say it before you did. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but then uh, so let's start a pissing contest <laughs> here, shall so, we? So, <laughs> so that happens. He he chops his leg off. He puts him in a wheelchair, and then he gets a hold of his phone. He's like, "I need a phone." Oh, the doctor who cut your leg off removed all the phones. Dr. Moussier. Dr. <laughs> Moussier. Um, Getting loosey-goosey with Dr. Moussey-Moussey. <laughs> and then uh, he gets a hold of his phone, and that's where you find out that his girlfriend, Genesis Rodriguez, and Haley Joel Osment's character... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, we don't have whoa. to give away everything. Yeah, there's spoilers, and then there's... Spoilers. John Spoilers. We don't have to give. We don't have to give away everything. So he calls the two of them because that's because that's not really that's not really like important to. It's important to the plot of the movie, but it's not really. I don't think it's. So he calls and leaves him with voicemails. Reveal that part, and then they go looking for him. Continue. Yeah. And uh, I I think what really shines in the movie most of all is just like in Red State, it's when Michael Parks is telling stories. Mm-hmm. Like the, well, I think those are the, the whole, mo- those yeah. are the most captivating parts of the movie to me. Like when they first agree. show the like you guys were saying just a few minutes ago about when they first reveal Justin Long as the walrus and he's giving that speech. Yeah. Oh, 
God, and he's well, just even, screaming. Well, even even before that, even before he starts to do anything oh, to, to to uh, Jay Long's character, <laughs> he uh, uh, he says Justin Long says uh, uh, it was an er- Ernest Hemingway quote. Yeah, he says, uh, um, "Oh no, no I'm, I'm sorry." Uh, Howard says it. He says, uh, "Only do, only do sober what you would do drunk. That mm-hmm. it, it keeps you from." Yeah, how the hell does it go? Which is why we drink on this. It's, it's, it's an, it, it, yeah, Cheers you, to that quote. <laughs> but Justin Long says Ernest Hemingway, and he's like, "Oh man, that was yeah, that's, he a, said that's that. a brilliant quote." And to he goes, me. "He goes, yeah, he said that to me." And then they go back in time, and he tells this story about how he was a, a cook on mm-hmm. a ship, and Ernest Hemingway came in, and it was like out like on the beaches of Normandy. But because <laughs> Ernest Hemingway was kind of a national treasure, they mm-hmm. wouldn't actually let him go fight. So. He went back and he ended up getting drunk with Howard Howe in the kitchen of in the uh, the galley of the ship. Yep. And just the way he tells the stories to me, like those were the best parts of the movie. Yeah. I think it kind of, <laughs> I think Michael Parks, because let's let's be fair here, this movie's fucking ridiculous. Oh yeah. It oh, is yeah. ridiculous, but it's, it's literally it's, it's about having, a man that turns another man into a walrus. Right. But it's having <laughs> it get more it's, ridiculous. It's having a world class actor like Michael Parks just chew and it. his delivery. Yeah, just like just, uh, exactly. It's that's what kind of takes it from being like just a completely zany movie and making an actual like legit, sort of chilling. Credible. Incredible. Like, cre- it gives yeah. credibility to it. Well, and um, the, I think the best part is when he puts on his own walrus suit and he's like, "You must fight me or die." <laughs> Will you go full walrus? Will you <laughs> never go full walrus. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's it's just well, so good. Kevin Smith has openly said that, uh, and it was the same thing with uh, Red State. If Michael Park would have said no, the movie would not have been made. Really. Because nobody else could do those roles. Right. No. Nobody. They wouldn't be as good. I, but Brian Cranston, is that how you say his name from uh, Breaking Bad? Yeah. yeah. I, I could see him doing I it. I see <laughs> you, like, literally, I the way the makeup him. was done on... Yeah. yeah. It, you kind of see him. They're, they're a very similar caliber that. of actor. I think, I think that... Uh, I Just think different that generations. Cranston, I think Cranston, as he becomes a more... Um, not mature actor. That's not the right way of saying it. I would call it, more serious. As he becomes I a think more... I think the word you're looking for is mature. 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 <laughs> um, seasoned, probably, is what you're looking for. Well, he's, he's seasoned. Seasoned he, yeah. <laughs> actor. He's already seasoned. I mean, he's, got more he's been around now. for a long time. But like, I think, though, as he enters the latter part of his career, though... Yeah. I feel as though he'll probably be getting roles with a lot more substance right. and a well, lot yeah, more, I don't know, girth to them, you know? Like before girth. Breaking Bad, what yeah. did you have? Girth, Malcolm in the middle? Girth. Girthy roles. Two men, one horse. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, that would be like literally potentially the only other, but coming from Kevin Smith, I think he, he nailed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Cast yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So. Um, so, uh, so the two friends kind of, you know, they end up, uh, oh god, we didn't even talk about Guy. <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting to. They they end up in Canada, kind of trying to hunt him down because they're they're using bits and pieces of a voicemail that he finally was able to leave them, mm-hmm. and uh, to try and track him down. And they meet up with Guy Lapointe, <laughs> played by Johnny Depp, which you actually didn't even realize it was Johnny Depp I did at not. first, right? I, did, I I saw a young Robert De Niro, but obviously <laughs> it was not De Niro, and I was just like, oh, it's just another guy. And they, then I, they I de-aged him like uh, Robert Downey in the Avengers movie. Uh, it <laughs> was just 
Well, they never even, they never, uh, like, leading up to the release of the movie, they never, I don't think they ever showed him in the trailers, did they? I don't believe so, no. And and so, like, his his first on, uh, on-screen appearance is the first thing that you know of Gila Point, and, uh, and, and then they don't even tell you who he is. I, it, it was pretty obvious that it was Johnny Depp, but even in nope. the credits, he's credited <laughs> as not. Gila Point. I mean, I knew it was Johnny Depp yeah. when I saw him on screen. And I knew it because I knew he was in the movie. And though, plus, so. plus, it made yeah, that's right. <laughs> Clap for me. I know. I, he is kind of. He's got like this big prosthetic nose on and the mustache and, and the mustache that rivals so mine. I gotta tell you a story about that that nose. <laughs> what and in yoga hosers. Yeah, and I, I don't believe that it was for Tusk. I could be wrong on this, but I know for a fact for yoga hosers, um, when he was in the makeup chair, he calls Kevin Smith into his makeup room. And he's and he's sniffling and, and he's laughing under his breath and he goes, "Look, look, look. Do you, do you mind? Can I keep it?" And Kevin Smith was like, "Yeah, that's a funny nose, blah blah." He goes, "No, look at it. Look at it. It's a dick." <laughs> Is it really? Yes. <laughs> and they might just be in yoga hosers, but they actually put the veins in it and everything. And like Johnny Depp literally is wearing a dick prosthetic on his nose. Like it's hilarious. That's like, awesome. Like uh, Johnny Depp, like he's just like. He he actually once said uh, on set of Yoga Hosers, if I could just quit acting and only make Kevin Smith movies for the rest of my life, I could die a happy actor. Really? I'm paraphrasing that, but yes. Just the happy actor part. I'm not sure if he ended it that way, but he'd be very happy to do that is my point, though. I like, could see that. He liked like, like the, the, the being on that kind of a set, I think, there's no pressure. Right. Like On the kind of movies that Depp makes, mm-hmm. like if he's not Captain Jack Sparrow to a T... Someone's calling him out for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. so much pressure on those sets. Yeah. And a Kevin Smith set, it's all he can wear a fucking dick on his face, <laughs> and he's just having fun. And he's around you know? the same people. Exactly. Well, it's, I mean, well, I mean, right down to the fact that I like his his accent in this movie is uh, he's supposed to be French Canadian, but it's it's a ridiculously like uh, just sort of like slapped together. Yeah. Like, in, like in, in, in every other movie, accent. like in, in, in Alice in Wonderland, in that one scene where he has to do an English accent, an American, a Scottish, and an Irish accent, and uh, he has, he has uh, like, linguist coach. Mm-hmm. Li- linguist coaches? Ling- yeah. Linguist. No, I say linguist. Linguists? Linguistics? Linguistic coaches who, who like, teach him the, the accents and stuff. I think with this French-Canadian one, he was just like, I'm just going to do whatever the hell. He's going to wing it. just kind of, like, fades in and out, and it gets, like, really thick sometimes, and it's... But, the, like you said, there's no pressure. You can just kind of do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a, uh, a French-Canadian that was an instructor for our competitive drumline that we used to be in. He was from Quebec. Uh-huh. And um, very, very thick accent. And we were doing a, a bottle drive where we'd go to door-to-door trick-or-treating for bottles, quote-unquote, to, to raise money for, for our group to go to World Finals. Right. And with his accent, he called it the butthole drive. <laughs> and so it, it forever <laughs> became the butthole drive. <laughs> the butthole drive. Butthole drive. Butthole drive. Butthole drive. I can see him doing that. Mm. You can see him driving into a butthole? I can see him driving right into a butthole <laughs> with that nose of his. <laughs> um... His, I, I tell you what, Gila Point though, man, that character is something else. I would watch an entire series just on him. Oh yeah, like yeah. the misadventures of Gila Point. I'm actually, I would love to see that. I'm actually kind of surprised you haven't like. Maybe they just don't want to overdo it. Probably because it is kind of a, it's kind of a funny, just sort of like a, like a small sort of piece of each movie that is because he's in yoga hoses. I think too, that if he did it too much, though, it wouldn't be fun anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's kind of like that, that. 
that weird point in an actor's career where can you can just go do something that's enjoy actually enjoyable, right? For all the right reasons, as opposed to the Hollywood machine, you know. Like yeah. I was just saying, I think he just needs to be randomly sprinkled into just completely unrelated movies as that character. Guy Lapointe in the biopic of Jean Benet Ramsey. <laughs> what? Yep, you're laughing. You're laughing already. I'm laughing because it's kind of horrible. Yeah. No, no. And the new upcoming uh, biopic about Mr. Rogers. Oh, there you go. Oh, you guys told me earlier too. Tom Hanks is oh. playing Mr. Rogers. That's, That's gonna be great. Seems random, but I guess I could see it. No. You guys, uh, you guys want to wrap? Uh, Tusk? Yeah, we should. Uh, we yeah. Should. Uh, long, long story short, he turns him into a walrus. <laughs> long story short, he turns him into a walrus. They fight. Justin Long kills him. It's great. And he remains a walrus. Well, yeah, I, 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 think it, I, I think we should say it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy what actually happens toward the end of the movie because he he breaks him mentally. Yeah. He completely completely breaks his breaks his brain, and essentially gets him to. He's got like live as a walrus. He goes full walrus, full walrus, as they say in in Smodget. Stockholm syndrome for an animal. (laughs) It's like it's like he's he's still in there. Like Wally is Wallace. Wallace is still Wallace the walrus. It could not have been coincidental. (laughs) He's still in there. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just like brain broken into being a walrus. Right. You know, like he just he loves his captor at this point. Like he loves being a walrus. Well, uh. Well, maybe not loves his captor, I suppose. Not Stockholm Syndrome, him. but... It, in in a way, it He kinda... loved him to death. Oh. oh. In a way, it kind of comes across <laughs> as that, because there's a, it, there's a, at one point, like, uh, Howard is, like, leaned up against him, singing him a song, and, like... Yeah. And, he, and he's kind of just making walrus sounds as he's doing it. <laughs> but at the end of the movie, he's just... He, li- he lives, but he's living as a walrus, in which a is just the in most... In a zoo, which no, no, would never happen. Uh, no, it, no, it looks a, pretty it, run down. It's, in a, it's like in a, an abandoned zoo. Oh, is that what it was? I don't yeah. think I ever picked that up. Oh, you didn't? Oh, yeah. Really? No, I mean, like, it was it in looks, a zoo, clearly, but like... It looks shitty okay. pretty well, Yeah, the like, they, like the, all the all the like gr- uh, greenery around the That's entrance true, suppose, is yeah. all yeah. overgrown like, and stuff. figured it was a shitty zoo. It's me. I think basically... I think basically Teddy, who was Haley Joel Osment's character in... Uh, Ali, Genesis Rodriguez. I think they basically took him and and put him in this old uh, that abandoned sense. That makes sense. animal sanctuary. It makes a lot more sense than a zoo just being real shitty and not taking care of their their <laughs> animals. I think I think too. We we just just to uh, comment on the suit real quick. Oh, uh, uh, Robert Kurtzman did it. Robert Kurtzman, exactly. Of uh, apparently of he originally KMB. wanted. Uh, uh, Nicotero to do it, yeah. and Nicotero was way too caught up in Walking Dead bullshit mm. uh, to do this. I would have much, I would have much preferred him doing it, quite <laughs> frankly. But uh, Kurtzman did it. Kurtzman did a great job, uh, and it looks, it looks as good as it needs to. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a giant walrus suit stitched together from other people's body parts. Yep. Essentially, like on on his back, you can see somebody's face. face stretched out across it, and he's got like an ear on the nape of his neck and stuff. Mm. So. It's uh, it's pretty wild. Um, one last thing before we move on. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Johnny Depp was not the first person that was uh, approached for the uh, role of Gila Point. The original person who passed on it was Quentin Tarantino. Really? I can't imagine him in it, but I also can't imagine him being bad at it. 
I think that it would have been a very different character. Yeah. But it would have been great either way. I can see it. I can see it. It would be, it'd be, it'd be so. weird, but I could definitely see it. Yeah, I guess he turned... I, just, I, I can't see him trying to do a French-Canadian accent. Just because he's so weasley. That's what I'm saying. I think he'd be a completely <laughs> different character. Yeah. I think he, he turned it down because he read the script and thought he was going to be offered a different role. And I don't know what other role he was thinking of. Maybe the role of uh, that Ralph Garman ended up playing, the police chief. Oh, Maybe yeah, we didn't was... even mention that, but yeah. Yeah, he's in the movie. I actually forgot uh, that Ralph Garman was in the movie. Garman's strong. Okay, it's out of the way. Um... <laughs> But uh, but yeah, like uh, maybe that's the role he thought he was gonna play something small, more his you know his speed. Right, right. But um, that well, it's interesting. Crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we can. Uh, I think we can wrap up on I Tusk. Um, from, from 1980, a heartwarming tale about an English girl and an Indian elephant. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a, it's an erotic thriller. <laughs> uh, so the uh, the second movie we're going to talk about tonight is called Pontypool mm. from 2008. Yes, and this is a this is a wild movie. Yes, uh, it's about a radio host. Uh, a radio host interprets the possible outbreak of a deadly virus, which infects. Interprets as a. I gotta hate AM. I hate IMDb. There. I hate that there IMDb. A possible outbreak of a deadly virus, which infects the small Ontario town he is stationed in. Actually, no, that makes perfect sense. A radio host interprets the possible oh, outbreak. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm re- you, just, yep. you just read it like a stupid person. Yeah, I read it like a dumb. <laughs> I read, read it like, like, I read it like a dumb dumb. Um, now, this movie, I think, did we... We didn't talk... We, we might have talked about this a long time ago in the uh, What We Watched feature. No, that when was we used Tusk. To do that. No, no, no. no I, Tusk. I, I talked about this because I watched it. Oh, okay. I actually watched this after listening to uh, our buddies in Beyond the Void yes. podcast. Yes. They they have a really awesome uh, interview. Previously known as Beyond the Veil, I think when they talked about this, they were Beyond the Veil when they talked about this. They are current. They are now Beyond the Void. <laughs> um, but uh, Alex from Beyond the Void yeah. interviewed Tony Burgess. The he's the uh, writer, correct? Tony Burgess uh, wrote the novel yeah. called Pony Pool Changes Everything, and then he also wrote the screenplay for this movie. Gotcha. And uh, that's an awesome interview. So. If you wanna, if you wanna hear that, it, uh, Tony Just learn Bur- more. Do they go more? In, I've not actually listened to it. Do they go more in depth? Yeah, dude. Tony Burgess is a, he's a. I, I actually wanted to re-listen to that interview, but I ran out of time today. But he's a super interesting guy. He's got like he's got a, a pretty interesting story to tell, and uh, and the interview is really good. Alex is awesome at interviewing people, which uh, we've never gotten into it because we are bad at talking to each other. That's true. So, That's true. so talking to complete strangers would be a complete disaster for us. <laughs> but uh, it, go back and go back to it, go go to Beyond the Void and listen to their interview with Tony Burgess if you've seen this movie, and you'll get a little bit of insight into uh, what Tony Burgess was thinking Inside when he the wrote. mind of yeah, of the writer. yeah. Like I said, he's a super interesting guy. So, um, but anyway, this was directed by Bruce McDonald. Uh, 2008. Uh, it's it's featuring Stephen McHattie as Grant Mazzy, the main uh, character. And so good. Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, so good. He's so good, and he's got like the perfect uh, like deep, rich baritone voice yeah. of, a, I, of, a, I, of a of a of a shock jock radio host. Too. He's got one of those voices that just kind of cuts to my soul, and I, and I think it's. I told you this when we were watching it. He reminds me so much of Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries. I'm I'm glad you got the name right. I, it's That's not Mike Stack, like I always say. <laughs> Trust me, no, I, I almost did it again. No, what's what's the name that you usually mess up? 
It's Mark uh, Mark Summers. No. no. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. It's Robert Loja. <laughs> Robert Loja. <laughs> no, I usually say uh, Mark Curry. Mark Curry instead of Tim Curry. <laughs> yeah. And you used to say instead Michael of Robert Stack. Stack, you used to say Michael Stack because he was my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he does have kind of that uh, that sort of like he deep does. Michael yeah, Stack. Great. I just call him Michael yeah. Stack. <laughs> I got a buddy named Jim Stack. <laughs> Robert Stack voice. It's that it's that low baritone sort of like gravelly yet round. Like like gravelly usually is like it's kind of like a harsh voice. Yeah. But think of gravelly if it was like pebbles in a brook. It's a black it's like a babbling it's, like, it's like a baritone babbling brook. It's there like a it's like a black top voice, but it's uh like fre- like after a fresh April rain. Right? With a nice, we're talking with about a nice seal coat put on top beforehand. <laughs> exactly. He's got a great baritone voice that just lulls you up to sleep. How about that? <laughs> um so th- this movie's wild. Like the the whole idea behind it is awesome. Pretty crazy. Pretty confusing, actually. It's what before we get into like what it is, mm-hmm. I, I do want to point out uh, just so that if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it and you're still listening without seeing it, uh, to put it in perspective, this is the, it's a movie. It's a it's a it's a it's a one uh, location one location movie. Very much like Clerks. Very much like uh, uh, Empire Records for the most part, or um, you know any movie that takes place pretty much in one central location right. doesn't doesn't leave there and this is the radio station that, that is in the basement of a church right and they do not leave this at all so which everything has, that you're which, seeing is happening in this location right and i love movies like oh, this they're like my movies favorite. that are just one location they are my absolute favorite because not only or, or saw like we you didn't yep. but that's a big one too but uh like they left a little bit in saw but but by well, and sure. large, yeah yeah by and large it's in Flashbacks. the same place and i i love movies like this because uh I think that I think the creativity has to really be amped up in order to make something interesting when it's all contained in one small location. You really have to you really have to like turn it up, you know. And I and I in this movie holds your attention and it's very it's captivating and it's spooky as hell. Could you say that you need to be a linguist gymnast, a linguistic gymnast? Why? I don't know, just because you need command. He just wanted to say that. I did. I, I really did. I really did. You, you no, thought you had something fairness, really cool there. But in fairness, though, you need to be able to use your words, though, to paint a picture. Right, yeah. So it's sort of the same way. Like You need to be able to like use words to build a picture that your mind just kind of sees. Or, or at least it, it it makes your imagination just run wild. Right. You know, it's it, you have to be a smart writer to pull off this kind of movie. And interestingly enough, the original concept for this movie was to just have uh, Tony Burgess uh, reading reading the actual uh, like radio the, the radio play, like the radio play, uh, teleplay and, basically. And the, yeah, and you would just see the waveform on mm-hmm. screen. Which that's how that's how the that's how the movie starts. You you hear uh, Stephen McCaddy who plays Grant Mazzy. You just see a screen with a waveform, and you hear his voice, and he does this really cool uh, monologue in the beginning. And we that's, were, we were going to use that for the intro of our episode, but James didn't want to use it. He decided to use Tusk. <laughs> Uh, that is that's the direct opposite of what happened. I actually wanted to use that, and instead Mike decided to use a minute and a half of somebody whispering, which yep. people whispering is one of the worst sounds in the entire world. Oh my gosh, I really hate the sound of some. It's not it's not whispering so much. It's somebody trying. I to, think I touched a nerve. It's somebody tr- it, like somebody trying to whisper uh, loudly. 
sounds. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> fucking nails on a chalkboard, dude. I hate that. I think I talked about, especially if you whisper the word cupcake, do it. Cupcake. Yeah, that makes me want to kill myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey James, what? can I whisper cupcake while I touch your sternum? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't like when people touch my sternum either. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> so you basically have the the character of Grant Mazzy, who used to be a, a big city shock jock, uh-huh. and he got fired, uh-huh. and now he's he's kind of at the end of his career, just running out his days in this tiny little town of Pontypool. And, uh, great name for a city. Pontypool, it's a real city. Is it really? Yep. Oh, great name for a real city. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and he, he doesn't take the job too seriously. You know, it, as you, you, you could imagine somebody who has lived out most of their career in a, in a, in a big city and there's a lot going on in a big city trying to conform to the, to the normal, Kind of the simple ins and the outs, simple life, in, and all in, ins and outs of the days of a of a yeah a small simple town. Like he's he's just well, not he, really into it. He goes off script a lot. He doesn't listen to the producer when they tell him to change from segment to segment. Right. He just like kind of ad libs a lot, and they get pissed at him. And he's drinking whiskey at five o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. like he's I just he's just kind of at the end of his his career rope. You know, like, right. like he just doesn't care anymore. Right. Um, until they start getting these reports uh, from, <laughs> they've got uh, uh, Ken Loney, skycopter. Ken, Ken Loney, the eye in the sky. He's this. He, he's, he's a guy who's supposedly up in a in a chopper, looking down on the city, and they end up getting this really weird, confusing uh, update from him, where he's seeing people packing themselves into the. Well, I guess they're they're spilling out of. Right, yeah, they're they're, well, they're there's spilling. like a mob. It's like a, there's like a riot or a it's mob a mob. And, like yeah. he sees people outside, but he also sees bodies spilling out from this uh, from the 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 office of Doctor John Mendez. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually I listened. I I, I kind of wanted to get like a little more information about this whole story, so I listened to the audiobook over the past few days. Aside from a. F- few of the details like it's it's kind of crazy how different they are that's what you're saying like there's there's like the scene this scene from the the doctor's office is really cool in the book because it explains how people when they get this disease which we haven't really talked much about the disease but we'll get into that in a second when they get this disease like at first they started piling into this uh dr john mendez's office and in the book the way he describes it is amazing he says basically the waiting room in this place is big enough to hold 70 people, but there's a thousand people who have packed themselves into it. And they've packed in so tightly that, um, that the, it's, it's creating an arc inside the waiting room. Like people are people in the middle of the, of the so when you push mob, two things together, really tight. The middle kind of pops up. Right. Yeah. So, so it's created an arc across of, of bodies across the waiting room. And they're squeezing so tight that people's heads are starting to, like, pop off, and their brains are spilling out and oh. stuff like that, and they're bleeding all over the place. And the only, and and within like a couple hours, all the people who are squeezed in are dead, and the only survivors are underneath that arch, but they're drowning in the blood oh, of all the <laughs> of all the people who are dead in the center. It's like 
It's really graphic That's and really crazy awesome. description. Oh, it's crazy, dude. This this whole the whole book is like even Tony Burgess says the book is just sort of the wild west. Like no, in, it's in the like, way it, the like description he, is. he he said he said the book kind of deliberately doesn't make any sense. It's the it's so meandering. Like there's you're hearing ten different stories from ten different points of view and and some of them connect in tiny little ways, but like he goes off on tangents where like, you're just like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. But it's like really kind of awesomely written. Like the, the descriptions that he uses and stuff are amazing, but he's describing stuff that seemingly has nothing to do with the rest of the story. And, and there's stories about like addiction and masturbation and incest addicted to masturbation. Well, yeah, there's a guy who's addicted to masturbation. Two incest. And incest, like a brother <laughs> and a sister who bang and make a baby, but the baby ends up being a zombie and it crawls out of the mother and says, fuck you, and runs away. Like, it's 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 really crazy. Uh, if you ever get a chance, it's only, the audio book is only eight hours. Wow. So it's 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 pretty quick, but, like, it's That's fucking pretty weird. gnarly. Yeah. Wow. And, and the character of Grant Mazzy is in the book, but you're only introduced to him toward the end, and he's dead within like so they basically take this they basically take this small character and turn it into a much larger story and it's an and it's a very different character he's nothing like his character in the book so tony burgess basically says i kind of pictured the movie as like us like a chapter from the book that was forgotten okay so i'm i'm okay with that because if it's the same dude that wrote the book and wrote the movie it's coming from the same mindset it's coming from the same guy I'm okay with that. Change it all you want, you know. Like it's 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 like the source material changing the source material. Right. It's fine. It's totally okay. Yeah. Well, it's like um, he was just creating more of the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, totally the, okay with that. The name is almost kind of inconsequential. Like it's this. It's technically the same character, but he decided to take the character of Grant Mazzy the way Stephen McHattie played him and turn it into a completely different character, yeah. which was fine with me. The character that he was in the movie, I ended up liking so much. He's actually a very unlikable character in the book. Really? But in the, in well, the he's movie... he's sort of unlikable in this one, too, but he's got, like, a charm to him. Yeah. Like, I think it's... And I think it's the uh, actor. I can't remember his name. Stephen McCaddy. Yeah. I think it's his acting, though, that gives it a little bit of that charm. Yeah. Like, he's, he's kind of like the... The dirty, creepy old man that you love to hate. <laughs> you know, like you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't. No one hates him because he's a nice guy. Well, he's not even. But really he's really a, not a nice guy. He's really not a nice guy <laughs> at all. He's just there's something about him that I think as a viewer you like him more. Yeah. He's he's kind of the bane of existence for his producer, uh, played by Lisa Houle. Her name is Sydney Breyer. Sydney Breyer. Welcome to the morning news. You said he was Bane. come on now um so anyway uh we never even described the disease though essentially essentially what happens is the the english language becomes infected what a fucking cool concept yeah it's crazy what a i've never i've never heard anything like that before it's it's such an an out-of-the-box way to look at like disease and how disease is spread yeah um and it's and it's awesome and well, because if, if you think about it, uh, a virus is, it's a living thing. Mm-hmm. And it learns how to uh, to adapt to survive. And in this instance, viruses have, they've realized that, uh, that humans 
are starting to eradicate them because you know with like uh, vaccines and, mm -hmm. and modern medicine so they hide away in different corners and in this case they hide away in linguistics which is a weird concept yeah. i'm not sure that would ever actually be possible who knows but yeah, no, exactly. Who knows? But yeah. the idea of it's a little bit terrifying because how would you ever figure that out right. before it's too late? Mm -hmm. Like to me, that would be an apocalyptic world-ending virus. And it is. Who would ever figure out that that the, saying saying the word masturbation will kill people? Right. Well, it's not. It's not even kill though. It's it'll trigger the virus and and cause them to be. You know, unable it, to control. It anything. turns them into zombies, essentially. Basically, yeah. I wouldn't even say zombies. Well, yeah, right. well, I, I no, guess, yeah. Well, it is in in the book. It it says zombies. They are okay. they so, are zombies. So but they do say though, not to cut you off, Jay, is when that that all of a sudden in the middle of the broadcast, boom, everything gets taken over, and it's in French. Right. Of this is what's going on. Do not say these words, and then at the very end, do not translate this right yeah what's the first thing they do they translate it <laughs> so deaf people will still be alive at the end they're not saying the words well i never even thought no, about that. no because they talk they about reading lips oh yeah and the fact yeah. that if you could read uh, their lips it's almost like it, it it's so like mentally could people are you. good like yeah it's weird they do talk about that too though and <clears throat> that's even more terrifying because there's like no way out of it but they right. switch languages to, to, to french it, yeah, in the movie well, anything but english yeah, the English language is infected. Let me. It's, let me it's, it's almost as if when your vocal cords make a certain combination of like movements and sounds, right. it triggers the virus to be ejected out of your system, if you will. Well, it's, it, it begs the question, though. Like in other related, you know, shows and films, is everybody infected already? Is it is the virus inside everybody, and it's a certain word that triggers it? Well, they say they say that the well, it, that's kind of the interesting thing is uh, the one person who kind of seems to know what they're talking about is uh, Doctor Mendez. Uh, he shows up later in the movie, and his uh, his speculation is that when you hear a word and you understand it, that's when the virus takes hold. And, and maybe that's why other languages aren't really infected because you might hear you might hear words in a different language and because you don't understand them yeah the the virus doesn't take hold <laughs> Did he do? John almost just destroyed a glass table oh, um <laughs> but he uh he uh he can't take him anywhere <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> um so I, there was some. Oh, I was gonna change gears here for a second. What's up? Um, because they, they basically, kind of the idea behind this whole thing is you've had these, you've had these instances in your life, I'm sure, where you hear a word. Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden you start to repeat the word in your and you head. You have no idea what it means. And you, yeah, it like you, you, you say it so many times it starts to lose all meaning. Do you have a specific you, word that, that you used to do that with? I do. Every this, word. <laughs> Every single word. For me, I'm just was, like, oh. for, for me, it was skirt. Skirt. I would say skirt over and over. Skirt, skirt, skirt. And suddenly, like, it's almost like your mouth isn't even pronouncing the word squirt, correctly. Squirt, squirt. Right. And it's like, what the fuck is a skirt? Like, right. what? Like, I, I, 
when I was a kid, this happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I remember that example. But I remember I was in my brother's room, probably stealing CDs out of his collection or something. <laughs> That's what I did. And I remember walking up to my mom being like, what is a skirt? Like, I actually, I, like, I'm not kidding you. I actually asked her. I remember this. Because I had said it. I, I don't know why the word popped into my head. But it, it was almost like subconsciously I repeated it over and over. And I literally could not remember what the word skirt meant. Yeah. I'm infected. Get away from me. <laughs> Have, did I, you I've done that too, actually. You could do it with uh, typing things too. Yeah. So, like, I was using Photoshop the other day and, and changing a font on something, and I was going through all of the uh, the fonts to see what it was, and I go, "Oh my God, this this word is spelled wrong, or it's not real, or something. This this isn't a word." All the time. Yeah. What word oh. was it? Do you know? Uh, uh p- premium. And you it, and it, it was premium. spelled correctly, and, and then I'm just going through font, font, <laughs> font. You're hitting all these these uh, script fonts and cursive, and you're going through everything, and then I go, that that's not the right word. What is that? <laughs> yep, premium, dude. <laughs> I, as someone that does graphic design stuff all the time, stupid words like thing, mm-hmm. you'll go through those fonts, and it just looks wrong after right. a while, and you don't know why. It just doesn't look right. It's it's bizarre. Like I it's actually had to go thing. on to dictionary.com and look up the word premium <laughs> to make sure that I was using a real word and it was spelled correctly after that time because it just looked fake. There is uh there's there's two I I'm sure that I, this has happened to me plenty of times but the two most like uh pervasive times it's ever happened to me I guess was uh my my dad had an employee at at his work and her name was Gail. And I knew her for years and years and years. Gail. Gail. And then I, Gail. And then Gail. I, yeah, one day I just, one day I just like got it in my head and I was like, Gail. 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 That's not a name. I was like, I was like, and that's, and then I started to think that's not her name. I was, I've known this woman for 15 years and I was like, that's not her name. It's not Gail. Cause Gail is not a name. Gail. Gail. No, Gail is a Gail. part of the, the Flintstones theme. <laughs> You'll and have a gay old time. But then, but then there's other, t- <laughs> but then there's other time. Like there's a when you're driving down 75, uh, and you get out toward um, uh, Great Lakes. Okay. There, there's a company called Scanska. 75 is the uh, highway around yeah, here. For, yeah, I-75. It goes all um, the way to Florida for most of everybody in the United States. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it goes yeah, yeah, you oh, shit, 75 all the way down to Florida. It goes all the way from the upper peninsula down to Florida. And so oh. I was driving up north somewhere, and I and hey. every time I see this place, Skanska. Skanska. And then I, I start making Aaron. I used to make Aaron say it. Like, we would drive past it, and I, I would sit there going, Skanska, Skanska. Skanska, and then I would look over at Aaron, and I would go, "Say Skanska." She'd go, "No, don't, please, just say Skanska." And then, and then eventually, it would morph. She looked at him and goes, "Divorce." And then eventually, it would, and then in my mind, it would morph from uh, from Skanska into just the two sounds of Skanska. Yeah, Skanska, Skanska. And I would just, I see, like I think I did it for like an hour one day. Where I, could, I couldn't think it's about like anything else. I, I would divorce like, you it's so... Like your no, own, I wasn't saying it out loud. I was just thinking it. Skis, you're a liar. It's like your own personal Crystal Lake. And I was just like, I was out of my mind. And I, I couldn't... And, and it happened... Was? Um, yeah. It's, this happened one other time two weeks ago. Uh, I was dropping Thatcher off at, uh, at, his, uh, at his program in the afternoon. And... I go, okay, go have fun with Michelle. 
and then I watched. Like, oh no, and then, I, and then I walked away. I walked away, and I go, "Is that her name?" <laughs> I've known her for three or two years or something, and I go, "Is that her name?" And I go, "Michelle, Michelle, Michelle." I go, "I go, that's not even a name." And then, I, and then I start. Who did I drop my son off to? I literally, I called Aaron and I said, "Is Michelle a name?" And is that the name of his tutor? And I go, and she goes, yes. I go, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me right now. So like, so getting back to the movie, like first, it freaked me out. It freaked me out. I got stay tuned to a future episode next week where we say the same word over and over and over for over an hour and a half and see if it's still real. Yeah, I'm sorry. I went off the rails. If I was your wife, I'd be concerned for you. I'd be like, she asked me if my husband's literally losing his mind. She asked me if I was having a stroke or something. She's like, are you having a stroke? I was like, I don't know. It's Michelle. 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 You're acting a little strokey over here. <laughs> no, babe, I was having a stroke earlier, though. <laughs> oh, and uh, married so, life. Sorry to to reel this back in. That that got way off for a long time. Uh, you got way off. Yeah, <laughs> stroke. But uh, <laughs> so uh, so essentially, it's the head. essentially in the movie, like people will people will catch infected words, and then they. It, it doesn't make sense to them. Yeah. They repeat it and they repeat it and they repeat it. There's a there's a much more complex uh, explanation for well, it in the book, which I'm not actually going to try and get into because well, it's confusing as there's, hell. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, but yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a, a quote in the book though about how they describe the infection. Yeah. About biting somebody's mouth off. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, do you know the full exp- like that that quote? Well, so in the movie, well, I can I can paraphrase it. Uh, in in the book. Basically, what happens is people uh, they they catch the virus, and like I said, I'm not going to try and describe why they why they continue to repeat the word because it has to do with like deja vu and reality folding back on itself yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and it's it's all very confusing unless you're actually listening to it. But they go through a few different stages, and basically the last stage of it is they become very violent, and they actually feel like they're trapped inside of their own mouth and the only way for them to escape this sickness is to escape from their mouth into another person's mouth so they'll attach they'll go up and bite somebody else on the mouth and try and like transfer themselves into the other person's mouth but what usually ends up happening is uh they'll attach to the other person's mouth and then they'll make like after a, a, a struggle they'll make one swift move and break both of their necks. Oh, so creepy. But then they're both zombies, and all of the zombies in the book basically walk around with their head heads down on their on their chest because their necks are broken. Yeah. And oh, so like they're so attacking weird. people and their heads are just flopping all over the place and every once in a while if they need to look somewhere they'll actually pick their head up and like turn it toward the, the sound that they're big looking old for. Floppy dome. Yeah. <laughs> so it's bizarre. It's a, uh, there's this, definitely this a there's definitely movie, insight man. to get from the book, but like I said, the book was so sort of like meandering and just random. Yeah, that it's it was it's it's hard to like connect the movie and the meander. book. Meander, meander, <laughs> meander, meander. I don't want to get meander. Her. Um, so back meander. to the back to the actual movie though. You have okay, <laughs> Sorry. So, so you have you have Grant, you have Grant who is the main radio DJ. Uh, you have uh, Georgiana. 
who is she's the producer Georgina or Georgina I'm sorry she's a producer correct uh, well that's the actress's name her name was uh, oh sorry Laurel Ann Laurel Ann Drummond sorry, sorry I'm looking at the wrong yeah. column here uh, Laurel Ann and then Sydney who is the younger like phone screener if you will right no you got those mixed up Laurel Ann is the young phone screener Sydney Breyer is the producer their IMDb's they look uh, opposite let's put that out there no they don't no I'm looking at it right here. <laughs> Lisa Hool played Sydney Breyer, and Georgina Riley played Laura Ann Drummond. You know what? When you're right, you're right. And you, you're sometimes right. I am right. <laughs> right. Um, so, right. So, okay, so you have... So you, so Grant's Might. behind the booth, Sight. though. Grant's behind the booth. Uh, Sydney and Laura Ann are, are in front trying to coordinate the madness, if you will. Yeah. You know, they're talking on the phone. They're trying to tell, feed information to him. Uh, he doesn't know what's going on either. Uh, and it, and it's this really cool exchange of people just not knowing what is going on, and you you see the process of understanding. Mm -hmm. I think through this movie, that's the, kind of the biggest part of it to me. Well, what they think is understanding. Sure. That's, the, that's that's kind of the coolest thing about it is like this is something completely new that they're dealing with. So really, all of all of the information that they're getting and all of the assumptions that they're making are completely conjecture. If you have like a phobia of like the fear of the unknown, I'm not sure what that phobia is called. Corrections for next week. But um, if you have that, this movie will probably drive you crazy because <laughs> because that's exactly what it is. It's it's an explanation of not understanding what is going on outside your walls. Right. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it's claustrophobic. Maybe is that the maybe well that's not exactly the word for it but it is claustrophobic uh, xenophobia is xenophobia. the fear of the unknown by the way so, so there if you're a xenophobic claustrophobic phobic phobophobic phobophobic uh, you will probably have great fear watching this movie because it's exactly all those things yeah well and and really the uh, the only information that they have to go on because they can't see any of this there's there's times when they actually question whether or not this is actually going on like yeah. grant mazzy just thinks that everybody's fucking with him at one point in time yep. and he starts to go a little crazy over it um the only information that they have coming in is from eyewitness uh reports and and some of those people are even talking a bit crazy themselves. And also their uh, their eye in the sky, Ken Loney, Ken. Who's, who's actually just a guy sitting air quotes in a, Dodge Dart. Yeah, who's actually just a guy sitting on a hill in a Dodge Dart, and he ends up. He's in like a silo, isn't he? One of my favorite parts of the movie, and I think you even said like you pause the movie, you're like, dude, I just got fucking chills <laughs> from that part because there's there's a part where Ken Loney ends up running away from these zombies. And he uh, he ends up in a, a grain silo, like an empty grain silo. Yep. And one of the zombies hears him and comes crashing through the door, and basically breaks every bone in his body. The zombie, so he can't he can't move. And he says, "I think he's saying something." And this was uh, a teenager from town that every this is a small town, so everybody knows everybody. It's a teenager from town that everybody knows, and he says he's saying something. I'm gonna go up and see what he's saying. Don't do it. <laughs> and 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 Grant is just sitting there like he's Grant's very outspoken like he always has something to say but at this point in time he's just sitting there in terror like he has nothing to say except for just don't don't go don't go near him he's caring I think for right. the first time in the movie you actually see him like giving a shit like he, his own ego is aside and right. he's like dude don't do this like like stay away from that guy and but Ken. Uh, goes up to this teenage boy 
and suddenly you he- suddenly you hear the voice of a young baby coming out of the kid's mouth. <laughs> and, yep, and yep. How much did that freak you out? Oh, dude. It, well, yeah. It was, it was the it, first time you hear it. It's I, fucking creepy. It, it's yeah. super creepy. But I think the I think the most creepy, or not creepy part, but the most affecting part was uh, Grant's reaction to it. Like he just. It's kind of the way that you would actually expect it. Like, you ever hear or see something where you just get that look on your face of, like, complete shock and terror, and he's yeah. just, like, he's sitting there with his eyes just bugged out. When a girl says, yes, she will go home with me, that's pretty much <laughs> uh, what I... <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this answer. Yeah, but he's just sitting there, like, listening to this baby sound come out of this, this yeah, like, teenage creepy. boy, and Ken Loney... And then Ken st- suddenly starts like talking to the kid in a baby voice. He's going, "You're a big boy. You're a big boy, aren't you?" It's like, "What the fuck?" It's and so Ken's creepy. like, or, or and, and Grant can't figure out what's going on. And then they finally lose the signal with Ken, and he's like, "That, that was our own Ken Loney with a, with a tiny baby." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, there's there's a part in the flick too when um, when you don't know if Grant is infected or not too he goes a little crazy and i think he's a stir crazy from being in the booth quite right. frankly but he exits the uh he exited exits the the booth and he like needs to run outside after they've gotten this warning to stay inside well he just needs to see if there's anything actually but he's going on kind of crazy though yeah and you don't know if he's infected or not. you actually think that he might be infected for a little bit and it's a really tense time because he's like your main guy mm-hmm. like like if the movie would have made it to where he got infected and it shifted completely to where Sydney and Laurel Ann mm-hmm. were now like the main focuses, I I would not have disliked that. That mm. would have been a really cool twist in this movie because it sets it up to where this is this dude is the main dude and that's it. These other two are kind of like the supporting characters. Right. Suddenly they're thrust into the spotlight and now it's their story. Mm-hmm. That would have been a really cool twist. I I, I would have dug that. Yeah, um, I think the fact that spoilers it wasn't like that, but uh, Bruce is cool. They they misdirect you a lot in this flick. <clears throat> they do, and 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 I I I really like that. Uh, like if you really pay close attention, because you start to you start to figure out that it's the language that's infected. Yeah, and so uh, and and then over the phone, like on in certain uh, interviews, you start to hear people repeat words. And every once in a while, in that within that uh, radio station, you'll hear somebody say something and almost kind of stutter and uh-huh. repeat the word a couple times, and it kind of like perks you up a little bit. It's like, oh, is that person starting to get yeah, infected? Yeah. Like, and and you know, it it's it's kind of a cool if you know what you're looking for. It's kind of a cool predictor or like foreshadowing, sure, like sure. for for what's to come. Well, so and I really that's like that part of the first stage of of the infection, right? is you lose the ability to understand what words are. Right. So you'll stutter on them. You'll not know what they mean. It's it's It seems simple enough, but you're fucked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much what it is. You, you just reminded me of something when you said, but, and it was when you finally realized that one of the characters is infected. There's a uh, there's a teapot oh, that's, yep. that's boiling over. And it, it kind of goes back to when you're hearing one of the Ken Loney things. He says there was just there was this car with a family of four inside of it, and all of these people were just were just piling on top of the the car, and he says they were all making the sounds of windshield wipers, 
and and that's like that's what they do they hear the sounds and like they compulsively have to imitate whatever sounds they're hearing so yep. all these zombies were piling on top of this car and they're all just sitting there going <laughs> like trying to imitate the sounds that they're hearing and there's a part where there's a teapot going off and and all of a sudden uh one character takes the teapot off the burner so it should stop but then you hear from somewhere else and you're so like creepy. what the fuck and then they go around the corner and one of the characters is yep. there like singing yep. that note because they're infected it's, it's all it's a it's the only thing it's like you hear that sound and it's the only thing that you have in your head right and so you just imitate it right. yeah it's it's creepy that's awesome um okay if you've never heard of Pontypool, if you've never seen Pontypool, i can't as a first time seeing it just yesterday mm -hmm. i cannot recommend this movie enough yep. it's so good if if you're into that kind of flick to where you know you it's 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 a mystery flick and it's and it's claustrophobic like i said earlier uh it's right up your alley yeah. if you're into that kind of thing yep and if if you're uh unfortunately i think right now the only place you can find it is itunes we rented it on itunes but yeah, it's I, the same. What, what was yeah. it 2.99 or something, something like that yeah. for uh rental i think 699 like, no, i think it was 12.99 to 12 own but 399 yeah. rent yeah. that's not bad it's, it's a good like just to sit down and get mind fucked on yeah, yeah. and it that's really exactly is. what it is <laughs> mind fuck because you come out of it really not i actually want to yeah. watch it again already yeah quite frankly yeah i, I kind of do kind of knowing the premise of it at the end yeah just to see if i pick up on anything else because i feel like there's going to be other little cues whether it be verbal or um Watching it, yeah, watching it the second time. This is the second time that I've watched it, and I did pick up on like little, little hints here and there, and it helped too that I was listening to the audiobook yeah. at the same time. You had a little more of an insight. Where did you, where'd you get that audiobook again? On Audible. On Audible. I did the um, the free thirty day trial of Audible so. again. Again. <laughs> no, no, no. That was uh, that was tune in before. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, I'm gonna, in the next thirty days. I'm going to try and take in as many books as I can. That sounds dirty. Just take, um, just take them in, just stuff them in. I do in. want to say this. Uh, in the movie, uh, before the big infection takes place, uh, or she's right at the beginning of the infection, mm -hmm. uh, Grant is uh, imposed, if you will, by a group of singers called uh, Lawrence and the Arabians. Yeah. <laughs> One of the guys, because in the, in, in, in the credits, I'm not making this up, in the credits, he's he is uh, credited as a character named Jay, in parentheses, he's the guy that looks like Osama. Yeah. <laughs> There's an Osama bin Laden-looking guy that's kind of in the booth singing. Yeah. Played by a guy named Boyd Banks. Uh, Boyd Banks is the guy that played Tucker in the Day Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. You would never know it. It's such a small part in this movie. Yeah, it's totally yeah, he random. Had a, he had a big part in the, in the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. Tiny part, beer <laughs> on his face, you'd never recognize him. Yeah, he's in this play. <laughs> kind of crazy. I actually, uh, I actually did like when I saw his face, I knew that I knew who it was, but yeah. I, I wouldn't like even when we talked about the Dawn of the Dead remake a few weeks ago, I've I would never know his actual. I know him only name. from that movie, quite frankly, because because I think that was probably one of his more face roles. You know, like he actually played a his, bigger role. His more face roles. Well, face <laughs> role, like like you'd recognize his face from that role. Shut the fuck up. They right? show more of his face <laughs> in that one flick than they do the other flick. <laughs> A face roll. I, I thought that was one of those things that happened. You put on a few extra pounds to get a face roll. <laughs> face face roll. roll. I got a couple extra face rolls right now myself. Hey, you do. Um, Daddy. 
<laughs> Shut up, Mike. Uh, I'm going for the Haley Joel Osment kind of look. Um, <laughs> you need to put your face in the dryer then on a hot setting and just shrink it up to the middle. Uh, anyway, I think uh, I think it's time to wrap it up. That's, I think so. That's, that's Pontypool. If it sounds confusing as hell, it's because it is. Yep. But you should definitely watch it because it's really a cool movie. I agree. Uh, awesome concept that's never really been done before, I don't well, think. Very so. well done. And the single location just kind of really draws you yeah yeah absolutely so uh yeah anyway uh that's it that's it for this week if you want to find us on social media you can find us on instagram facebook and soundcloud not even gonna say it uh at the buzzkill podcast you can also find us on twitter at the buzzkill pc you can find us on itunes where you can irate us I rate us. You can I comment us, <laughs> tell us things. Uh, you can also find us on um, what's that thing called? Uh, I said I wasn't going to say it. No, no I'll, I'll say it. Horror Amino. That's the one. <laughs> you can't find us on there. We have retired from Horror Amino. You can find old episodes on Horror Amino. Maybe one day I'll come back to it. Maybe not. I'm just going to hold you responsible every week because it's fun. If you want to find G Raj, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. And you can't find Mike on any iDevices because he's. A hater. You can find him on iTanya. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Cheers, boys. Adios.